Hello, friends, and welcome to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. Here, we enter films into a competition-style showdown, then discuss, rank, and rate before offering our final judgment on what should move forward in our tournament of champions. This season, we have chosen our favorite horror films to face off. We will now begin our seventh match in round one of our competition with 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street and Let Me In. Today we will be reviewing A Nightmare on Elm Street. Fair warning, we will discuss this movie in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Hello friends and welcome back to Judgment, the ultimate movie ranking podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Blaine. And this is Jill. Good work, you guys. <laughs> Welcome back. We are back. Yeah. It's good to be here. Oh, it's great to be with you guys. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, this week, we're going to be doing uh, Let Me In versus A Nightmare on Elm Street. That is correct. Okay. I'm glad I got the you Swedish one. It. You uh, Yeah. You didn't do the Swedish one. That's I know. Fair. I'm glad. <laughs> That's been a struggle for you. In it's. The past. Oh. The whole time. The whole time. All right. You uh, did the right one this time. (laughs) 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 Oh, that should be the end of our podcast. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Yes. End on a good note. Next week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For some, I don't even know. Um, What's next? We'll try a different laugh next week. Absolutely. But yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Nightmare on Elm Street. So, this movie, uh, we're going to be doing first. And Jill, I believe this was your pick. This was my pick. Continuing on with your uh, sexual attraction to the Mr. Kruger. Um, <laughs> that is a debatable sentence. Sure. It's the tongue work. <laughs> yes. I mean, two movies worth of tongue work from Mr. Kruger. <laughs> uh, do you want to go ahead and do the overview, Jill? I would love to. Hit so, it. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. is a great movie. One of my favorites about a sleep demon. I guess, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, who, a sleep demon. I thought you said sleek. A sleek Sorry. demon. A sleek demon. Continue. I'm just not as attracted to him as you guys think I am. <laughs> as this fine-ass mm-hmm. demon. Yeah. Who sneaks into people's dreams, and we find out that while he's in your dream, he does have the ability to kill you, mm-hmm. and you don't wake mm-hmm. up. Um, uh-huh. You know, in his life, he was a child murderer, and then... He was killed, and in death, he's worse. He continues to be a child murderer, for lack of a better word. Um, So we see four teenage friends who kind of start out in the beginning talking about having a similar dream, and then we watch horror unfold on their lives. And I'm going to leave that synopsis there. Perfect. All right. We're going to go over the whole movie. Until we get into the deep. We will break it down. (laughs) Hey, you're getting better, Jill. (laughs) You're doing great. I don't feel like that's true. (laughs) Your first one was about 12 seconds long. And mine was 11 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Real dichotomy there. Real interesting stuff we do. Okay. So with uh, that being said, this is the first in the Elm Street series. Uh, we've already covered New Nightmare. I have thoughts, but we covered that one. I'll never forget I, that week. Um, I think I know why. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yes, we're going to talk about the original Nightmare on Elm Street. 
the movie where Heather Langenkamp got a friend for life uh, in her father. <laughs> I legit said those exact words <laughs> as did. we were watching the movie. She did. <laughs> Lifelong friends. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking about. I was like, so. Lillian Camp's only friend. <laughs> oh, God. I was actually, I was also thinking about, can you imagine that if, like, Mark Hamill called Harrison Ford in the middle of the night and was like, uh, <laughs> uh, my kid's been uh, kidnapped by uh, Yoda. Like, <laughs> what, what's that going to be like? <laughs> He's like, look, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think Harrison Ford would be down for it. Well, I'll be right over there. I'm going to jump in my airplane and crashed in your front yard. <laughs> Let me fly right over there. And you then... did an excellent impression for the first two words, and then you lost it. Well, that's a, I'm a very, I can do impressions of basically everybody mm-hmm. for like one word impressions. If it goes longer than that, I lose it. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Did I say Luke Hamill or Mark Hamill? I think he said Mark Hamill. Well, thank God. Okay, because that was going to bother me the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> I fucked it up. Damn it. It's not Luke Hamill. Okay, so yes. Heather Langenkamp gains a friend for life in John Saxon. So I guess let's uh, jump into those thumbs. So Blaine, what kind of thumbs are you going to give? I'm going to give this movie two thumbs up. Okay, all right. I think this is a... What we call a classic. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, need I, need I say more? <laughs> no, I I was just making sure you didn't have anything else. All right. Jill, what about you? I know you hate this movie. Um, <laughs> I'm obviously going to give this two thumbs up because this was my movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was also her sexual awakening. <laughs> Which I love that this is a recurring theme. <laughs> I think there's therapy needed. And <laughs> but interesting nonetheless. That Freddy Krueger was it. Especially this Freddy Krueger, because he is real gross in this one. <laughs> He's pretty nasty. He's pretty putrid. Uh, well, guys, for me, I'm also going to give this movie two thumbs up. Wow. This that is, is six thumbs for Freddy. That, that is, is six thumbs for, for Freddy. For those mathematicians out there, that would be <laughs> six thumbs up. Yes, look out. So, yeah, great movie. I mean... The I, the originalist idea, you know, of all the '80s horror slashers, just great all around. Wes, Mister Me- Wes Craven, yeah, Mister Mess Wes Craven, Mess Wes Craven, Messy Wes. Did I mispronounce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the originality <laughs> of this one compared to the the other slashers that were coming out during this time, yeah, jumps up a notch. Uh, I mean, they were pretty much. Carbon copies of each other. They it were. Was, <laughs> they were. You know, someone. And we've had a couple of those on our list. Yeah. Someone. Uh, but I've heard, it and I don't know how true this is, that Wes Craven based this on a dream that he had. That I have also heard this. He had a terrible nightmare, woke up, and essentially wrote Freddy Krueger. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, good Wes Craven stories about this because um, there was the. He was also saying that. He was reading in a newspaper about uh, some kids in Japan that were having nightmares and died in their sleep, mm-hmm. which is interesting, which makes me think, what the fuck was going on in Japan? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another good story I heard from Wes Craven that has truly haunted me uh, since I heard it. He said when he was a little boy, he looked out of his window uh, and saw a person on the street just staring up at his window. And he kept looking out there, and the guy just kept staring. 
So he walked downstairs to his front door and looked out the peephole, and the same guy was looking through the peephole. So just things to think about. I didn't tonight. want to think about any of that. <laughs> how dare you tell me, me either. that? <laughs> me either. Oh, how dare you? I said, that is incredibly scary. <laughs> Here's an idea, little yeah. Wes. Mm-hmm. Get your parents. Oh, I'm sorry. His parents were not there. That was the crux of the story. Oh. Yeah. Think about that shit. Wow. Yeah. That wouldn't have flown at my house. No, no, you were too we uncouth. Would, we would have um, got that katana sword out. Well, I think he would have just looked at your, <laughs> looked at you and said no. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I had what we call a giant head. I mean, Wait, did we mess that up? No, I had what? a giant head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of want to. Were you trying to say that more clever than you did? <laughs> I had Mistakes were made. Big. I had big. Um, <laughs> I had big head. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. I was going. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened at our house. Mm. We Good were to also, know. We were also poor. <laughs> <laughs> poor no kids one, don't get no, kidnapped no. and kids. murdered. No, never in the history have a poor kid been kidnapped and murdered. No, um, <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. Well, Jill, I think that's we're at a point where we can start our. Uh, Oh, yeah. Three of the movie. I I believe so. Yes. So, Jill. Great. Why don't we start with this overview? Yeah, let's start in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, My first thought as we open on Freddy Krueger making his iconic glove is, realistically, it's not a great weapon. You know, it's not. Like, it's hard enough to, like, wield a knife in close-range combat you got four, and it's like, you really got to be at a good angle and, like, close. I mean, I guess it helps if you're a demon and can extend your arms and have the upper hand of controlling a dream. But he used this weapon before then. Right. I mean, he I did. I feel it was a little jiggly. Seemed yeah. Like a real jiggly weapon. Yeah. That was my thought as he was constructing this weapon was, like, if I was going to be in a fight, I'd pick something else. I I agree with you there. Yeah, because like in your your individual fingers are only so strong. Exactly. It's when they come together. And look, <laughs> when you're killing kids, you don't want to like jam a finger or anything. That'll no. really ruin it. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like Wolverine where he gets to like make a fist and then do the jab. Yeah. He has to like do the jab. Yeah. Like, fingers out. Be some. I mean, it's more wrist than it is uh, yeah. arm movement. It's a real pime situation. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. You know? I feel and, like you lose power with that angle. No doubt. And I got to say, one thing that really, you know, I'm glad we kind of watched New Nightmare before this because I really appreciate the thumb blade. I really, I, I, It makes me kind of angry now that he didn't originally have one on his thumb. That's rather silly. Only using four blades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those knuckle blades. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the thumb's the only thing that separates us from the animals. Once again, <laughs> you and those you and those scientific facts. Yes, um, thanks for that addition. Yeah, so we're, we're in the opening, and it's like a, a montage of him making his glove. Yes, in mm-hmm. his famous boiler room. We constantly come back to this boiler room, and we find out later why, but... This movie was really my first experience with a boiler room. I still don't really know what it is. And it yeah. is the backdrop of almost 
every Nightmare on Elm Street movie, including Freddy vs. Jason. Like, Boiler Room really comes just back. Just constant Boiler Rooms. Well, in New Nightmare, he was in that weird uh, gay Roman palace he lived in. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, yeah. Okay, it was a little different. I'd call that different. an upgrade. Yeah. He had the, the real Roman bath situation. Real Roman bath. <laughs> yeah. um, eels. <laughs> eels I remember very well. Rigid. Rigid eels. And a goddamn fire contraption with a, with a knob. I do remember that. <laughs> yes, the knob. oven. It's, a, it's an oven. Yeah. So it's like a pizza oven. Yeah. Got a it, knob. It's a brick. Yeah. Of course. It's tasty. Let's, Dylan, let's turn this up. <laughs> um. So we learn that we're watching Tina's dream and she's seeing him assemble this hand in his dream. We see Tina, who is a blonde teenager in a nightgown running away and we hear him whispering her name which like sometimes when he says her name she goes toward it and i'm like what why yeah why would you do that nope. and <laughs> so as we Is were watching there? this <laughs> in this boiler room she finally sees freddie and is terrified obviously and turns to run away and does the most ridiculous it's, run mm-hmm. i wrote it down but <laughs> i know that you commented on this run but I also commented on this run because I feel like that is what it feels like to try to run in a dream. You know what? After I, I said that last night while we were watching it, I then was like, oh, yeah, maybe she's doing the can't get away run. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, well, you know what? That was pretty clever. I take <laughs> back my statement. Yeah. But at the time, we'd have no idea what the hell is going on at this point. Right. We didn't know it was a dream. But I mean, later it, I, we knew it was a dream because we've seen it before. But right, the new view. I didn't want to have to explain to you what these movies were about, so that's yes. good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I like mm-hmm. that actually. That is, mm-hmm. it's just the worst feeling when you're in a dream and you're turning to run and your feet just just don't work. Yeah, or or no matter how fast you run, can't get away. Yes, can't get away. Terrible feeling. I do want to make one comment. Well, you know what? I'll save it. Go ahead. Okay. Let's continue on. Something else that I want to point out about these dreams is it took me until watching it this time, and I've seen this movie maybe 15, 20 times Mm -hmm. in my life since middle school. (laughs) I never really put together, like, why the sheep were there. And is it like a counting sheep thing? Is that what it's in reference to? Because there's always sheep Interesting. in Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You know, you're right on that. It's They always randomly pop up. I always thought it was like a, de- like a demonic thing. Wouldn't that be goats, though? <laughs> oh. You know what? Make a good point. Maybe they're the cheapest farm animal to rent. <laughs> you know what? That makes the most but sense. But why the necessity <laughs> yeah. for a farm animal? Yeah. I like, mean, well, we can't do this scene without a farm animal. Yeah, like, I'd really like a cow, but... Uh, we'll running. take a sheep. <laughs> we'll take the sheep. But now that I say that, is it a goat sometimes? In, in this one, movies? it was definitely it was, a sheep. It was absolutely It was a sheep, a sheep in this one, for yeah. sure. But I'm trying to think of other movies. Is it sometimes a goat? I honestly have only seen this one and <laughs> Nightmare. Oh. Well, that's... So I, I can't right. I can't make any additions. Yeah. So I it put me until this time to put it together. It, My it thought was a, why are there always sheep? It is a funny thought, but don't get me wrong. That you know we need some sheep. <laughs> <laughs> 
this will be perfect. Yeah. So you know, no, she no. was counting sleep. You count or counting sheep. <laughs> counting sheep. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> <Is that what laughs> it seems there? like down up their alley. I don't know. You know what? It, <laughs> I will say what this movie does lack: stuffed animals. Not a one. <laughs> Not a one. Really need. Why everybody some. dies so fast? Yeah. If only. If only. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so, you know, Tina wakes up. We realize, oh, she's just been dreaming. Good. She's fine. Her mom pops in the room, who seems like a stellar parent. Awesome. I, my note was that her <laughs> mom was the biggest mess I've ever seen. <laughs> that eyeliner was so smeared on her face. Her hair was outlandish. It was astounding. My favorite thing about it. So... You're probably about to say this, but we're like, oh, yeah, Tina's okay. But then she looks down and her nightgown has been slashed. So, like, we're basically told that, hey, Freddie can actually hurt you or physically interact with you through the dream state. Mm -hmm. But what her mom says after this, after seeing (laughs) the cuts in her nightgown is, hey, you need to stop that kind of dreaming or cut your fingernails. <laughs> I think she said, and cut your fingernails. And I was like, stop that kind of dreaming. Yeah. Let me just do that. You know, the, the wise words of a, a caring parent. Tina, you why are you doing that Just stop those dreams. I'm trying to shoot up with my boyfriend in the back here. <laughs> She's literally in the room for maybe two seconds before her boyfriend pops up and is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Come back to bed. He and says, Come he comes in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in real strong. Comes so in strong. real strong. <laughs> and then looks at Tina like, oh, yeah, you. Oh, God, you <laughs> Come on. Yeah. The spoon's getting hot. What? <laughs> the heroin spoon. Wouldn't it be getting cold? <laughs> you know no, what? It's st- he, he's saying it's starting to get to where it needs to be. Oh, I thought you yeah, were it's, saying it's like. It's cooking like it's almost ready. I thought you were saying like dinner's getting cold. <laughs> The heroin's getting cold, <laughs> baby. You yeah. know I like it when it's warm. <laughs> baby, you know you can't I do like cold heroin. <laughs> Glad we talked that out. <laughs> oh, shit. Otherwise, it would have made sense. Um, <laughs> baby, the spoon's getting cold. Baby, the spoon's getting cold. Yeah. Put some more makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, um, so yeah. <laughs> once Tina gets done dreaming and goes back to sleep, and I guess we assume has a dreamless sleep this time. Yeah. Our next point. scene <laughs> is her meeting all of her friends at school, and they're kind of having a casual conversation. And Tina's complaining about this dream, and we learn through little quips that it seems like all of her friends have had this dream also. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was interesting that. Nancy, Heather Langenkamp's character, then says, maybe we're about to have an earthquake because crazy things always happen before an earthquake. And yeah. earthquakes are a recurring theme in New Nightmare. Holy shit. What is with all this earthquake talk? Did we find a missing puzzle piece? Hmm. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it all mean? Uh, that is a good point. I Honestly, I didn't even think about that. All I was thinking about is, this is the first time I remember her saying that. And I was like, oh, I guess Elm Street's in California or the West Coast somewhere. Okay. It seemed like a Midwest city, but okay. Makes sense. Must be. That wouldn't explain all the palm trees. That's a fair point. (laughs) There's quite a few. (laughs) 
there's there's quite a few there. The old Indiana palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> My big takeaway from this interaction, which they're, they're kind of figuring out, oh, we've all been having similar dreams, is, hey, let's talk about that some more. Let's flesh that out a little bit. Yeah, let's talk this through, guys. That is shit to be happening. Out. Yeah. I'm like, wait, you had a dream about a unicorn last night, too? Riding a unicorn? <laughs> Me fucking, too. Not only that, I've been having that same dream for weeks. Like, <laughs> I mean, this has been going on a long time. This like, doesn't seem normal. What? For me, this begs the question: Does Freddy bounce around from dream to dream, or can he be active in multiple people's dreams all at the same time? Like, could, mm. theoretically, everyone in the world who's asleep could Freddy kill them at the same time? This is a great question. Or does he bounce around like Santa? Cool. Jill did bring, like bring in Santa. the Santa theory. Um, <laughs> and we are getting close to Christmas. Yes. Oh, yes. It's the holidays are on here. Time of the year. Yeah. Even though these won't be released until 20. And Freddie's wearing a Christmas um, sweater the whole time. You know what? He is. Now I'm trying to think of a moment where he's in two people's dreams at once. Well, I think it's... Okay. I Again, I don't know if this is canon, but it looked like... That he was in Rob's, Rod's, Rod. Rod. Okay, thank you. Um, Rod's dream at the same time Nancy was seeing him. Oh, yeah, later in the movie where mm-hmm. she's watching. So I wonder if they're saying that the dream world is just one connected universe. Much like the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. There we go. So it's like the upside down. From Stranger Things. I, I have a an ongoing question about that because I don't quite understand what they're saying <laughs> when they're saying the upside down. All right. This and... feels like an <laughs> offline question. Yeah. I was, I was We're about to get into that. We should get into that right <laughs> um, now. On, I mean, on why mind. not? <laughs> why not? But, but since we're mentioning Stranger Things, yeah. there's a pretty heavy reference that I Stranger so. Things took from Nightmare on Elm Street. I believe so. Oh, but, what is it? I didn't even pay attention. What are we talking about? Uh, we will get to it. Get there. Okay. In a That's scene fine. or two, we'll flag it. I only have like a thing to point out between now and then. Which one is? This is when we meet. So Tina's friends are mm-hmm. Nancy, Rod, and Glenn, who is Johnny Depp. My favorite thing about these opening credits is introducing <laughs> Johnny Depp. Oh, this new guy <laughs> who will have. Uh, one hit, nothing, and then another hit, and that's it. Um. So Nancy and Glenn are together. Yes. And it seems like Tina and Rod have an on and off thing, maybe. Rod's got a real rapey vibe to him. That was my note. Sure enough. <laughs> sure enough. Uh, Rod, Rod's... It's hard to nail him down i'm not sure what he's going for because he has on this fonzie jacket uh he's not a nice person it's just uh and it's odd that these four people are such good friends it's very odd. i think it's clear that like nancy and tina are their friends and then glenn and rod are like the the boyfriend this guy even though they all four took that picture on uh nancy's stoop i saw her have that later and i was <laughs> yeah. like uh, None of you guys seem to like Rod. No, no. But I guess we'll all take a picture. Um, 
So because Tina is struggling with this nightmare, she convinces everyone to come over to her house later that night because shitty mom and shitty boyfriend are off in Vegas, apparently. Like, yeah. seem like they can avoid, afford, <laughs> avoid, yeah. afford Vegas. <laughs> I thought you meant a car. That seems afford. like they could afford. <laughs> What's that? Wait, well. <laughs> <laughs> apparently they can afford Vegas. Mm-hmm. Despite but, all the heroin use. Yes. It is very... Maybe that's why he wanted her to go to sleep. He's like, hey, we gotta catch a plane We had an early morning. trip. Yeah. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> Without you. <laughs> you stay here. <laughs> um, I also... This was about the time where I was like... Just thinking about the evolution of looks that Johnny Depp has gone through since this movie. And it is a wild ride. It really is. Yeah, his... um. His trinket use has really exponentially. <laughs> yeah. He's a real accessory kind of guy now. Very much so. Loves a gold tooth. A bandana mm-hmm. out of the pocket. Fucking uh, bracelet leather brand. Uh, hand tattoos. Really loves that. Yeah. Uh, All of these are referencing Crybaby, aren't they? Yes. Mm. Yes, the other great Johnny Depp masterpiece, <laughs> Crybaby. Uh, Don Juan DeMarco. Oh, there's really wild stories about that movie on how Marlon Brando was an absolute monster. Of a human being. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <Yeah. sure. laughs> Apparently that movie was supposed to be shot in like a month and it ended up taking like a long time to do it because of him. So, Which seems like a th- him thing to do. It's very, very Brando. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, that's all I had. <laughs> so we find these teenagers. Um, they're gathered in Tina's living room and all coming up with excuses for their parents about where they actually are, which I don't really understand why Like, it was such a big deal that Nancy was there. Like, Why can't she spend the night with her friend? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be 15, 16 years old. Like, make it seem like a really huge deal that she's spending the night with her, but... Mm. I mean, I can see why Johnny Depp has to lie, because he's a boy spending the night with his girlfriend. Like, obviously, there's a lie there. <laughs> yep. And then Rod crashes the party in his very Rod fashion. Rod fashion, yeah. And immediately drags Tina off to have sex. To have a forced sexual encounter. It's yeah. all of what it seems. Yeah, yeah, it does not seem soups consensual. No, no. She... <laughs> She's more concerned with, you know, I'm having a rough time. <laughs> yes. know. But then they have the most inconsiderately loud <laughs> sex noises but, and ever before, on film. And before that, she goes, guys, don't leave. Yeah. Listen Please to me. Stay. Yeah. I want you to hear every, the most obnoxious sex noises. Every squish imaginable. Oh, my <laughs> God. I want you to hear. But also, like. An experience. It seems like it's like eight o'clock at night at this point. Like, yeah. can we hang out for a little while before you guys go off to bed and yeah. just bang while we go to our separate rooms and stare yeah. at the ceiling and listen to you? Nancy needs to be more of a friend. You know, you don't have to leave to have sex with him every time he wants it. You know, you you have a deci- you can make a decision. I this. mean, but uh, yeah, super strange. But I want to say that right before that, Johnny Depp did something that. Took me back a little bit when he was outside trying to determine what the noise was, <laughs> and he he says something like, "Who's out there? Out. I'll punch your lights out." And then he says, "Here, kitty, kitty." But then he says, "Chow, chow." 
And I was like, <laughs> what? That's how you call a cat. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> chow, chow. He's, he said chow, chow. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that's something you say. Not sure who that was for. Yeah, don't know what we're doing here. But so, yeah. So uh, maybe it said meow, meow in the script. But he got smudged, and he read it as chow chow. chow. As as it tends to happen. Yeah. And Wes Craven said, "Well, ran out, can't reshoot that." It's brilliant. God damn, that kid's this good. kid's going places. He's gonna make a billion dollars <laughs> one day <laughs> from one movie. This gathering of teenagers, though, made me ask the question, and maybe it's answered later in the movie, but made me ask the question. Why doesn't Freddy prey on children anymore? Which, I mean, I guess by definition, 15-year-olds, you can argue they are still children. They're not all 15, obviously, because well, some yeah. of them can drive. Children's a real stretch with these kids, too, because they are yes. <laughs> really in their 20s at this Freddy point. Freddy <laughs> was a, like, a little kid. Yeah, he was Child a murderer. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer to that. What do little kids have? Dandy. <laughs> Stuffed, Stuffed animals. animals. Oh my god, you figured it out. <laughs> they're they're too candy. hard to get to. Candy. Candy too. <laughs> Little hands. Candy? <laughs> Short pants. Shorter pants. <laughs> candy cigarettes. I'm really stuck on candy. I really want some. <laughs> you want some candy? Actually? I think so. You get on that, that app. Is Reese's talking about. in here? Honestly, though. Would you like um, a moon pie? No, you know what? I'd prefer. Pause sh- it. I'd prefer a sugar <laughs> cookie. Um, oh. oh boy, here we go. Anyway. Rare. Boy. So okay. let's keep that question in mind as we move forward. Yeah, that. You know what it is? What I can pretty much guarantee. Uh, Kid that they, actors suck. Oh, regardless, except in Jaws, which you two loved apparently, it made me seem like an <laughs> asshole. Um, <laughs> but. I guarantee it was Wes Craven said, uh, they're not going to let me kill kids in this movie, so <laughs> I'm going to make them teenagers. Nobody wants to see a bunch of six-year-olds get yeah. stabbed through the chest People tend to. in their sleep. Could you imagine? Oh, that would have been a different movie. Could you imagine if a six-year-old was dragged across the ceiling Real in a dark. bloody trail? Bloody mess. I don't know if that movie would have been released. Real dark. God, yeah. So I, yeah. So we mentioned that they're having loud, rambunctious sex, which mm-hmm. kind of plays into the whole. I don't know that this theme was really developed yet, but it does play into the whole. If you have sex on screen, you will die. Theme of a slasher movie. Yes, really played into that one. Which spoiler alert? Tina is the next to die. She yeah. and Rod are laying in bed, enjoying their. Which all uh, really seems unfair to <laughs> Tina because she was. Pretty much forced into this. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're enjoying their post-sex sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina starts having a dream again. And I just want to walk through her dream for a minute because someone is like throwing rocks really hard at her window in her dream. Mm-hmm. Which like in a dream or not in a dream, if someone's throwing rocks at my window that hard, I'm not going to like go outside and investigate. No. Whoever's doing that. Oh, no, no, no. Especially if they're whispering my name in that sinister way. I'd be like, you know what? No. Also, if you can whisper that loud, I don't trust you. (laughs) There's a problem. And I think we're also missing the fact that not more than an hour ago, it's the same voice she's been hearing over the past few nightmares. So 
what are we doing here, Tina? <laughs> what are we doing? Just get back in bed. Yeah. Try to wake up. Oh, he's back? Let me go see. But instead, our lovely mm. Tina goes outside to investigate where this voice is coming from and where the rocks are coming from. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, she meets Freddie in the street. Oh, there it is. And Freddie does my favorite thing that Freddie does, which is extend his arms out to the side yes. super far, twice their natural length, mm -hmm. and does this little jaunt <laughs> toward her. <laughs> uh I have this written down. First of all, the Freddy puppet extender is... I love that. Um, so silly. But I think the most insane part of that whole sequence is when Freddy just throws his arms up in the air and runs toward her the way you run to scare, like, a dog. <laughs> it yeah. is the wildest. Uh, like, it seems that. like he should be saying, like, boogly boogly. Yeah, boogly boogly boogly. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it that is, down as well. Yeah, that was a weird one for me. Um, but that's fine. Because obviously it's not Robert England running because he's doing the double behind her. So they, I guess they just hired some actor and they were like, run toward her kind of scary. And that's what he came up with. <laughs> I got it. You know what? Great direction. I'll do it. This is what I got. <laughs> this Freddy just absolutely torments his victims. Like yeah. cutting off his own Fingers and yeah, in this scene, he like holds up his hand, smiles, <laughs> and then just starts whacking off his own fingers. Yeah, he sure did whacking off and <laughs> cutting off. I hate when he whacks slicing off. Slicing off. <laughs> Any word would have been better. Chopping off his own fingers <laughs> and green blood. Green That's blood. Green blood. Apparently, when you're burned, and he's a demon. Yeah, yeah, demon he is blood. a demon. That's a fact. <laughs> I. This is what I was gonna say earlier. Um. Uh, over the years, Freddy's uh, uh, nightmares get a lot better. Because <laughs> really, if you think about it, this is a nightmare in which Tina wakes up, looks out her window, walks downstairs of her house, goes to a back alley, and then runs back to her back door. Like, there's nothing very supernatural about this dream besides Freddy just being there. So That's true. Yeah, they do get a lot better. But you know what? At Simultaneous, as to all this stuff that's going on with Tina... Nancy. Stranger Things mm. moment. Yes. So I think that kind of goes to what the upside down is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> no, that doesn't really answer our question, though, because at a moment during this whole se sequence where Tina's dreaming and Freddie's in her dream, uh, it shows Nancy in her bed asleep and then. It pans above her, mm. and it looks like someone's trying to come through the wall above Nancy's bed. That is a really good special effect. Which the which they do in Stranger Things with the Demogorgon coming out of the wall. Oh. I can't believe you didn't catch that. I'm so disappointed in you. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> um, but if he's trying to come through the wall at the same time he's chopping off his fingers in her dream, then that does make it seem like he can be two places at once it does seem that way yeah i mean you make a good point and uh once again i think you make a better point than what Wes craven was mm. making yeah so <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if he put that much thought into it I but I, I will say this uh it wasn't until this very viewing and i don't know why that i always thought that happened in nancy's room uh but that's tina's room She's just staying there. Yeah. Because I was like, because I remember when Tina woke up, I'm like, 
Oh, she has a crucifix on the wall. So does Nan. I was like, how many, how many teenagers put crucifixes on their wall? <laughs> well, but the then I, I realized, oh, she's just in uh, Tina's room. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. So, right. yes. So, we're back. We're still in our dream. Mm-hmm. Yes, in Tina's dream. Tina's dream. So, Freddie's chopped off his fingers, and then they continue their chase. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tina is chased and tackled and all of the things. Yep. Um. And at this point, Rod, who's sleeping in the bed next to Tina, starts to get woken up by her screaming and thrashing and all of the things and can see under the sheets moving. Can't really figure out what's going on, but he knows she's in distress. And then he sees the cut start coming through. And so Tina's obviously being murdered in her sleep, and Rod yes. is watching it all happen, and is watching these cuts and the blood appear and watching her get dragged up onto the ceiling and then down to the bed. And Rod's literally doing nothing about it. No, no. He doesn't try to, like, wake her up. Or, like, pull her down. Pull her down <laughs> yeah. off the ceiling. He screams. He, he gets least. hit with her head. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a full swing of a human being? <laughs> Connecting with your head <laughs> like no, that hurt pretty bad. That's bad. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he just sits on the ground and she's dragged up a wall. I just hope that, like, even before the blood and cuts, if I was having a nightmare so bad that, like, I'm fully under the covers, the sheets are moving, and I'm screaming, like, yeah, you'd do some investigating. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be giving you the old airplane <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Wake up, Jill. <laughs> now just get out of the bed and be like, she's having a moment. Let me let her. Like, he rolls out of it like, huh, that's strange. <laughs> let me give her some space. Yeah. You're being loud. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep, you dumb bitch. Um, so Tina gets atrociously murdered in front of Rod's terrible. face. <laughs> now, but before the murder, during the chase, I really liked this moment. It actually creeped me up. So Freddie's chasing her, and she runs back in the door closes it and then freddie like kind of busts through the window and then she pulls his face off yes mm-hmm. his whole his face skin just pulls off <laughs> i said oh damn just like that huh <laughs> just like that um with all that veracity into the mic i love it um damn <laughs> so yeah i, I love your volume was all right <laughs> yeah. uh you yeah, hope we didn't have your pot. I just uh, blew your eardrums out. Sound like my fucking grandmother. You got your ear pods in? <laughs> <laughs> your ear pods. Oh, God. I still call them ear pods. Hey, I'm uh, glad. Not. Or my worst one is when I call them air buds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't, I can't get it right. What makes me nervous is I say things really crazy in front of strangers, and they're just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did he say ear <laughs> The pulling of the face off isn't really creepy to me because then what's left is this like super round eyeballs and the things under his face. Mm-hmm. It just kind of reminds me of one of the robots from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I get that. <laughs> Old reference. Seems so, more silly but, but to you me. Don't, you don't expect his face to come off. You don't expect it. You're That's right. what got me. Yeah. I said, oh. Oh. I, do I need to do it again? This just melt nope, right nope, off. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, it just came right off. Uh, and then he proceeded to murder her on the ceiling, and her blood was everywhere. Rod makes the excellent choice to flee the scene. <laughs> out of a window. Out I'm not of going the window. down for this. <laughs> Odd choice. Um, and Nancy 
and Glenn run in the room to find their dead friend and rot his fleet. Yes. To the... Fled? To a room that is covered <laughs> in blood. A bed that is just soaking wet in blood. These are graphic deaths. Yeah. What... All I kept thinking about is, what did the police think when they came in? Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> There's hand, bloody handprints on the ceiling. What is going on here? And not just like a handprint, like a whole like snail trail yeah, of, of a dead body. Of blood. Like, what did this sick kid do? <laughs> he must be strong. <laughs> so he stabbed her. So he cut her four times, dragged her up the wall and the ceiling, and threw her on the bed. <laughs> Which is hilarious because when the police in New Nightmare do the autopsy on Heather's husband, they're like, oh, there was an animal was from the claw animal. marks. Yeah. But they don't say anything about, like, the four simultaneous cuts in Tina. Like, mm -hmm. or how much time that would take if you were doing that with an individual blade. Yeah. Like, you'd have to measure between each cut to make sure that they're spaced out. They did not have CSI on this. <laughs> no, it, no, The they Elm didn't. Street Police Department. They had, uh, keep wanting to call her Heather, they had Nancy's dad <laughs> and lifelong best friend yes. on the case. <laughs> so the next scene is they're in the police station because Nancy's dad is a police officer. Mm -hmm. Well, we come to find out. And his question that he gets so hung up on is what was she doing there yeah <laughs> what was she doing there it's her mm -hmm. best friend's house she's having a sleepover yeah why are we so hung up on this it's not uh the weirdest question um like, i mean or it's not like the weirdest situation ever happened i mean they're 15 year old girls yeah spend the night with each other all the time that are there uh i did notice something that blew my mind when i watched it this time the police officer he's talking to when he, they're walking into the police station, that's the sheriff from Scream, the original. Huh. That blew my mind. I was Did like, holy shit. Oh. I was like, that guy. Headcast. Yeah. But another very interesting thing happens, and it's when at the police station where we meet what I would say is probably the most underestimated character in this movie, and that's our friend Marge. Nancy's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and somehow we know the second the camera pans to her, oh, she's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Did the uh, flock of seagulls haircut get you? Because <laughs> that blew me the fuck away. <laughs> I've never noticed uh, Marge, uh, I want to call her Langenkamp, but that's not her name. Uh, Marge's hair is... Uh, just Google Flock of Seagulls, and Marge really has some wings on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, her parents are obviously divorced based on their interaction. A lot of hate. Nancy's dad is big mad that Nancy was there spending the night with a friend, <laughs> which is yeah. completely normal behavior for a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> That's also a picture of her mom. We're just... We're just looking at pictures of pocket seagulls. Anyway. So Nancy, from the beginning, believes that Rod is innocent. Yes, she does. Even though she doesn't really have much to go off of to believe that. Because yeah. literally up until the scene where she's defending him in front of all of the city's police, <laughs> she clearly doesn't like him. Yeah. When he shows up at the sleepover, they lie to him. Mm -hmm. And they're like, 
Glenn's not staying. He was just leaving. You should go. <laughs> like, you should leave. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't come in here and essentially <laughs> rape my friend. I mean, we don't need that. So I don't know why Nancy was, like, immediately so adamant that this couldn't have been Rod. Well, maybe she was, like, uh, her body was drug across the ceiling. Maybe Nancy she put the context clues Maybe. together real quick. And she knew about the dreams already. Uh, and they, obviously, from that picture we see later, they've had a long history of a loving relationship. Evidently, they were great friends. Yeah. My... Around this time, something happens that I, I was taken aback by. So, at one point, the, I, the news comes on, and it's like broadcasting about the murder. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a shot of Tina's body. Dead body. On, on her, the local news. <laughs> on her, in her bloody arms, swinging I was going to say, the don't they zip her up on the news? I was like, holy shit, news. <laughs> There ain't no trigger warnings back in the 80s, huh? The Elm Street Channel, uh, news channel. (laughs) Holy shit. Just Channel 5 with all the dead, bloody bodies. Yeah. Teenagers. A swinging, lifeless arm drenched in blood on the 6 o'clock news (laughs) after the cartoons. In a clear body bag. It's like, Jesus, okay? That doesn't seem like protocol. No. No. So... (laughs) Nancy is obviously shaken up by it, but she decides to go to school the next day anyway because she needs to get her mind off of it. She wants to be surrounded by friends, whatever. And as she's walking to school, Rod jumps out of the bushes, covers (laughs) her mouth, and drags her into the bushes, which Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to convince people I didn't just murder a 15-year-old girl the night before, probably not to drag (laughs) another 15-year-old girl into the bushes while she kicks and screams. Absolutely not the way to do it, Rod. To prove my innocence. <laughs> yeah. Not a good not a good thing to do. <laughs> not a great plan. And then here's the police. Because Nancy's dad is keeping an eye on her. <laughs> yes. Believe it or not. <laughs> the funniest thing about that whole scene is, is that we're under the impression that this is an undercover operation. But this man is just staring at Nancy in a full suit and aviator glasses. It's like... What couldn't dress up for this? We just should <laughs> not do it. The greatest undercover work, sir. <laughs> but I also want to. This jumps back to how much Nancy loves Rod because her dad might shoot him, and Nancy jumps in front of the gun yeah. for Rod. She sure does. She yeah. jumps right in front of a gun for him. <laughs> the best of friends, these two. Apparently, <laughs> so strange. Apparently, such great friends. Um. So, Nancy gets mad at her dad because she doesn't know that she's part of a sting, apparently, that he's been planning the whole time, but somehow also didn't know she'd be going to school that day. Yeah. Because yeah. he's mad at her for that. When she gets to school, we see her in class, and she hasn't slept all night because her friend got murdered, and she starts to nod off in her English class. Mm-hmm. Um, they're reading some Shakespeare, a little bit of Hamlet. Don't know if that ties into anything, but yeah. alas, they are. Yeah, I didn't really analyze too much into it. (laughs) But the really creepy part about this to me is as Nancy's falling asleep, the kid in her class that's up doing a reading, Mm -hmm. his voice just barely shifts, and it gets monotone and so creepy. It is. Everything gets low. The kids just stare forward, 
and it's wild. It's a it's a creepy scene. It truly is. Yeah, that's what I love so much about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is just those little shifts that you start to see where you're like, oh shit, this is mm-hmm. a dream. That's yes. what you also appreciated about it. When it is. Pennywise would slowly start to appear mm-hmm. in the original it. He didn't so much do it in the remake, but. Yeah, you just get that like gut feeling that like, oh, something's off. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And in this, it's, oh, I'm in a dream scene. Mm-hmm. In it, it's, oh, this is a clown, not a person. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and also, the the Tina showing up in said body bag is yeah really good. That was good. That was a good little addition. And so creepy. I think also a, what's great about this movie is something we didn't discuss is Wes Craven does like a redirect when it comes to who is the star of a movie. Because if, you know, the first time you watch this, it's obvious that Tina is going to be our lead actress and surprise bitch. It's Nancy. (laughs) Yeah. So she gets killed off almost immediately. Yeah. She's the first one dead. Um, but yeah, I like that portion of it too. I do appreciate Mm -hmm. that bait and switch that kind of carried over into scream yes oh i also want to point out the teacher uh lynn shea is the nurse from new nightmare we i think we talked about that previously mm. yep she's one of the nurses mm-hmm. comes Indeed. back into play oh yeah yeah just stabs children with needles yep <laughs> no consent needed nope <laughs> tricked you <laughs> how dare you so Tina, in her body bag glory, starts to call Nancy to come mm-hmm. follow her down the hallway, and Nancy obliges, because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Um, Nancy investigates, if nothing <laughs> else. She will investigate something. Nancy follows the bloody trail of her former friend mm-hmm. all the way down the hallway, and one of my favorite parts is as she turns a corner, <laughs> smashes into this girl, and who is wearing a red and green sweater, mm-hmm. very Freddy Krueger-esque. And says, you need a hall pass. She <laughs> says, screw your pass. Screw your pass. In Nancy's very Which she also way. says in New Nightmare. Which comes back mm-hmm. in New Nightmare. She says the exact same words in the hospital. It all makes, you know, full circle, everybody. I love the references. <laughs> yes. Full circle. And, and then, that one actress had, you know, she'll always be remembered as the hall pass. <laughs> the hall pass lady. Yeah. It's real creepy when she gets Freddy's voice, though. I didn't like that the first time I saw this movie. You'll need your hall pass. Like, that Ugh. was more Batman. <laughs> I don't even know if that was the line either. <laughs> You'll need a. I mean, she's Freddy's not really like a normal about teenager. The rules of the school. <laughs> you can't. You need a hall pass. You need a hall pass. What is going on? Still sound like Batman. No... <laughs> I, I'm just committing to Batman now. <laughs> so that's obviously Freddy, not an actual teenager. Hall pass. Show. That would be the bail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not not uh not not Pattinson. <laughs> Pattinson. God, it's hard to believe that our last two Batmans are going to be Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson. They're not good over at DC with casting. I'll give them that. It's uh, pretty rough. Cause uh anyway, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> I think the real question is, do we need this many Batmans? You know what? I want an Alfred spinoff. There, there is one, actually. Michael Caine. 
Oh, Michael Caine? Just his? Oh, okay. Yeah, just not Michael Jeremy Caine. Irons? No, no, just Michael Caine in in France afterwards, just <laughs> eating bread and drinking. Enjoying himself for Enjoying once. himself. This is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much easier job. <laughs> yes, that movie. That's the movie. I think I'm going to um, retire in the Bahamas and fly a plane. <laughs> Oh, yes. just for watch along. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, shit. okay, so she's following yes. Tina's dead body, and I like this. She rounds the corner, and Tina's no longer walking. She's laying there, and then her legs lift <laughs> up, and then she's like invisibly drug around a corner. Mm-hmm. But it just looks like she's doing a yoga move. And... <laughs> Yeah, like, so. it is quite beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Propelling herself. Um, oh. My question is, what was Dream Nancy hoping to accomplish by following Tina in a body bag yeah. down the hallway? Maybe she's like, she's still alive. I need to help her. <laughs> in her body bag. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> so and... she follows Tina down to yet another boiler room, which is apparently under the school. And that's where Nancy meets Freddie for the first time. What an introduction. What an introduction. <laughs> he Say the least. <laughs> pulls up his shirt, <laughs> shows his nipple, and then cuts his own chest and lets green blood and maggots come out. Yeah. What's, with, what's up with him? Which always? Nancy Check just out, Nancy. turns on the sprinklers. That's what did it for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In love for life. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean. Oh. She's like, I do not. You like thought Lynn. the boiler room was wet before. <laughs> this place got even. Get steamier. your slippery, slippery floor Slippery. Get your Damn. slippery floor Slippery floor I'm telling Somebody... you guys, there's something there. Uh, <laughs> break out the slip and slide. I'm coming in. Oh lord. <laughs> but what is it with him always cutting himself? Why is that his go-to? I, I don't know. Maybe. Everybody has a pickup line. That's just his. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like a look. I can't yeah. be hurt kind of thing. <laughs> is he showing off? Like, but, huh? You know, huh? I, I mentioned that, and what you just said is maybe he's like, I can't get hurt. But later in the movie, we'll get to it. I'll bring it back. <laughs> okay. So this scene, Nancy figures out pretty quickly. I can get myself out of this situation by. Doing something physical that makes me realize this is a dream. So she realizes she's dreaming. She sees a hot pipe. Puts her arm on it to burn herself to wake herself up out of the dream. And then she's awake in her classroom. She's cracked the code. She's figured Mm. it out. Yes. Uh, Yeah. My my note here was, God bless teachers. Because could you imagine being a teacher? (laughs) (laughs) That, I mean... This is, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is pretty tame compared to what teachers have to deal with every day. But I would just be like, you, you gotta go. Like, I'm not dealing with this. Get out of here. <laughs> Please screaming go screaming and shit. Yeah, I don't like that. Just chop the lung, screaming in yeah. the classroom. Jumped right. up. <laughs> and um, before we move on, well, I, I gotta go back to the boiler room because Freddie starts to do something that haunts me. Oh. And that is scrape his <laughs> damn claws Ugh. alongside some metal, making that terrible screeching his noise. His signature move. 
It makes you wonder if he just invented that glove to do that. I think so. <laughs> like for, but he could have. What if he had the same effect, but he went for chalk, chalk fingers, and just a lot of blackboards. You know, I think it'd be a different movie. To be honest, <laughs> it'd be different. <laughs> Probably not as menacing. No. Yeah. No. But uh, same effect for me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that Chilling. noise. I don't even like looking at chalkboards. But that's just me. You know, I. we all have our thing, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, I had to bring up the screeching noise. I hated it. But yeah, continue. So, Nancy figures out that she can get herself out of her dream. She wakes up, she runs out of her school, and decides that she needs to go talk to Rod about all of this in jail. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rod is awaiting trial or whatever's actually going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. And she needs to talk about what he saw because I think she's starting to get the inkling. Oh, this guy killed Tina. Yeah. Now I understand. It is a very interesting scene because it seems very, uh, how do I put this? Uh, uh, conceited, I guess, that Nancy's talking to him about her problems. Rod's really, got, Rod's really got his own shit he's got to deal with right now, Nancy. I mean, and as soon as Rod's like, yeah, I had a dream about the same thing. She's like, oh, well, got to go. <laughs> like, get out of here. I also love that she says, you didn't get a look at him about 45 times <laughs> yeah. in this conversation. I think, you know what? I think we can safely assume it's the same guy <laughs> at this point. <laughs> he says no over and over again, and she asks. Yeah. Over and over again. Mm-hmm. And he says he's seen the person. And she's like, gotta go. Yeah. My big takeaway Peace. from this scene is that Rod still has blood all over his hands. Oh, my God. I noticed that this time, too. <laughs> Wash your hands, bitch. <laughs> Did not notice that. Like, Jesus. Like, just hands covered in blood. Yes. <laughs> like, I think I think you can get some evidence off that. Move on with your day. <laughs> No need to keep that on there. Also, is it just me or is Rod 30? Is it just me or is every kid 30? Um, <laughs> <laughs> these so-called kids, uh, <laughs> they all seem a little old yeah, to be a, in these roles. There's a point where she's lacking sleep and Nancy looks in the mirror and goes, God, I look 20 years oh old. Oh my God. When she said that, I was like, all right. Yeah, as a 30-year-old, that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come like, oh, can you believe how old I look? I look 20. Maybe that was a joke because at the time she was 20. Yeah, we did look yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. She was exactly 20. <laughs> Maybe a reference to that. But it's God, still... I look 20. God. That would have been a good fourth <laughs> wall break. Yeah. Right <laughs> she just looks at the camera. Winks at the camera. <laughs> uh, yeah. When she said, uh, I look 20 in that voice, I was like, all right, bitch. Um <laughs> <laughs> So Nancy goes home, decides to relax with a bath. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we get to see Freddie in his true pervy nature. <laughs> Absolutely. As she's in the bath, his and she starts to drift off in the bath, his claws always come up right between her legs. Mm-hmm. Just out of the water. Oh yeah. Popping up. That's then, a, that's a, a move he loves. <laughs> Nancy's about to get murdered in the bathtub and her mom knocks on the door and is like 
don't fall asleep. And she's like, fuck you, mom. The, such an asshole. No reason. She's so, so mean. mean to Marge. It really makes me sad how mean she is. She's just like, I just don't want you to drift off in the bathtub. And she's like, know, don't want you, you should die. die. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, fuck you. Although she did say, I made you some warm milk, which sounds horrendous. Deeply <laughs> really offensive. Does. Yes. Why does warm milk put you to sleep? Is that even true? Is that a That's proven like fact? the thing, right? I mean, yeah, Can't it's like a... you for a glass of warm milk. It's like a wife's tale, I think. Oh. Helps put me to sleep. Well, I don't like milk in any of its forms. <laughs> the most I use milk for is a coffee mixture or cereal. And then whatever's left, I pour down the goddamn drain. <laughs> I do not like milk. <laughs> well, maybe you haven't tried to heat it up. You know what? What if that was the key to all of this? You just what, froth your milk and drink you... that instead of pouring it in a latte. Yeah. What if you went on a first date mm-hmm. and the person you were with ordered a glass of milk? Would that be a deal breaker? At dinner? They're a cereal yeah. killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would that be a deal breaker? For sure. Okay. <laughs> that would be a real It'd deal breaker. It would be odd. Maybe. It would definitely... Absolutely. Like, could you imagine going to dinner and someone just ordered a tall glass of milk? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I, I think I would be turned off the whole the rest of the time. <laughs> That'd be tough. It's like if they got a um, a hot dog and ate it sideways. Those are people are called monsters. <laughs> Just absolutely. It'd be monsters. wild. It'd be wild. Did someone famous recently get a lot of flack for that? <laughs> I want to know now, but <laughs> I think it was Oprah. No, oh, Oprah. Oprah said as many cameras on me. I can't stick something cylindrical in my mouth. Um, we'll do it sideways. <laughs> eat it sideways. I don't know, but apparently a lot of celebrities don't bathe that often is what I'm hearing lately. So <laughs> very, very interesting. Jake Gyllenhaal's the forefront of that movement. And uh, the Dak Shepard and uh, Kristen Bell. Her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and oh, you know who started it? Now that I remember, it was uh, uh, dipshit and uh, Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were yeah. referencing by saying dipshit. Dipshit and yeah. Mila, Mila Kunis. Yes. Uh, yes. To be fair, they said they don't wash their kids that much, which I <laughs> could see. <laughs> which most people would have their kids taken away for a statement like that. But, <laughs> you know, I guess when you're them. Uh, <laughs> I actually saw him in a documentary recently. I know I'm getting off way off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just, it was like this company that was really shitty and he like had stock in it. So he's like going on the road, like talking this company up and they're just pieces of shit. And I was like, that seems about right for him. <laughs> this seems like a good role. Huh. He was the real jaw rule of this, uh, <laughs> this company. Ja rule. <laughs> That was a teaser of our new podcast. Ashton Kutcher sucks. Yeah. So speaking of people who do bathe, Nancy's in yeah, the bathtub. Yeah, Nancy's, Nancy's in bath. the bathtub. <laughs> oh. And Just right after her mom off. warns her not to fall asleep in the bathtub, she does. She immediately does, and gets uh. pulled down into like an ocean of bath water <laughs> yes. underneath her, where Freddie is there being a perv again. Like yeah. Just, he just wanted to grab a naked lady. And I believe Heather Langkamp shows a boob, a little side We boob. do see some side. We see a silhouette I was boob. looking for some laying and tit, and I <laughs> didn't see a good shot of it's one. It's a good way to put it. It was like a silhouette. <laughs> like a James Bond. 
She was yeah. on nine is too much, and you say that about her. Nine is too much. <laughs> <laughs> really pulled that one out. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, anyway. Okay. So Nancy somehow wrestles away from him and screams and wakes up and is able to get herself up out of the bathtub, right as her mom picks the lock. And Nancy is immediately like, I'm fine. And her mom's like, I'm good. Seriously? She's like, I just slipped getting out of the bathtub. It's no big you deal. You screamed for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. What kind of slip? Was it a cartoon what? slip? What? Was it a banana peel? Why were you What kind of three stooges shit are you doing in here? <laughs> so mean to her mom. I just want to say, this is also the part where I realize that uh, the actress playing Marge really slips in and out of a southern accent sometimes. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Are you okay, baby? I was like, who is this? (laughs) Who is this person? But we still have not seen this mom take a drink. There's been no reference to it. And somehow... Actually, I I wrote it down earlier when the the news report showing a bloody teenage body. um, She has a bottle of gin right behind her. Okay. Yeah. Like, probably the biggest bottle. near her. Yeah, near her. Mm -hmm. It's like, we just, you just know she's an alcoholic. She feels it. You don't know why, but you just yeah. know she's an alcoholic. She's got the skin. For it. Yeah, the vibe. <laughs> yeah, got the real. Yeah. As soon as her mom turns to go, Nancy goes to the medicine cabinet and immediately finds "Stay awake, fast pills." Yeah. Like their house is just stocked with caffeine pills. Someone should really fire the marketing person for the "Stay awake" <laughs> pill company. We yeah. want you to know exactly what you're getting yeah. here at "Stay awake" pills. We don't want any ambiguity. No dose is too <laughs> not clear enough. We, I mean, I didn't even know caffeine pills were a thing until I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street. Was oh. this, is this like a normal thing? Where I thought you were going to say Jessica Spano and Saved by the Bell, but <laughs> <laughs> but yes, continue. That's true. Mm-hmm. She did. She was so excited about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was supposed to be speed, but then they decided that was too dark for the network, so they changed it to caffeine pills. Yeah, <laughs> me and... Makes more sense. Um, does, I'm so addicted to this caffeine pill. Does seem pill. dark. Oh. Um, but yeah, she immediately finds these caffeine pills. And we just never had those. We had like ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah. We had like Advil and Tylenol. Well, I'm pretty sure they could cause some kind of cardiac problem. But, you know, Seems no need to way. keep them around the house. <laughs> she immediately finds them and washes them down with a bunch of espresso. <laughs> yeah. Like, Nancy's really pushing the envelope with this caffeine. Just don't get it. Mm-hmm. So she is committed to now staying awake because. She is, but she isn't because she does all that. But then she goes and lays down in her fucking bed. <laughs> yeah. If I'm trying to stay awake, I'm just going to stand up. Yeah. The whole time. <laughs> I'll just stay standing or sit on a bar stool or something. <laughs> a... This does. I'm not going to lay down. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's the worst mistake you could probably make. Yeah, she took a nice, relaxing bath and then got in bed. Are you really trying to get away from <laughs> yeah. Freddy there, Heather? Uh-huh. I doubt Freddy. it. I don't think so. I think she saw those maggots and said, ah, this is love. She's trying to Delicious. This is where we find out when she goes back to her bedroom that... Glenn lives across the street from her, apparently. Yes. And that she's got this rose trellis that leads perfectly up the side of her house and to her window. Perfect for criminals. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't be placed better. It's like, if you yeah. were to see it in a video game, you'd be like, oh, I'm supposed to go up there. 
Yes. It's it's definitely like <laughs> they sat in front of that house, Wes Craven and somebody, and was like, yeah, just put like a ladder there. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no need to did. really get deep about it. <laughs> yeah. So Glenn comes mm-hmm. over and she asks one thing of Glenn, which is to watch her sleep and wake her up if it seems like she's having a nightmare. Glenn had one job. And Glenn is absolutely useless. Absolutely useless. That's my whole note. I, I, I wrote, just like you said, I said, Glenn, you had one job. <laughs> yeah. Glenn one p- probably fell asleep faster than Nancy did. Probably. Yeah. Sitting in a chair. Not, <laughs> I do want to point out, when Glenn first comes in the room, now let's keep this in mind. Uh, <laughs> both Glenn and Nancy just saw Tina's murdered body. Uh, blood all over the place. And what does Glenn say when he first comes in the window? I heard you freaked out in English class today. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Glenn, we have bigger fish to fry here. There are some insensitive remarks in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made note of one that happens later and it cracked me up. Also, yeah. if you notice, when Glenn comes in, he sits on Nancy's bed and she's like, um... And references the chair. It's like, just in case you weren't sure that Nancy's a virgin and is going to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Glenn tries to get close to her at all, she <laughs> like. Repulsed. Just like. Yeah. Strong arms. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She makes him sit in the chair. As if she was attracted to something else. <laughs> um. <laughs> Saving herself for Freddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she comes up with this plan where she's going to go talk to Rod, but in her dream. So she says, I need you to watch me do something. Mm -hmm. And so this part was interesting to me because she goes downstairs and out her front door. She turns around on the sidewalk and says, Glenn, are you still watching? And he pops out from behind a tree and says, I'm still here. Yes. So are they in the dream reverse together? I think that's like his embodiment of his voice from outside. Yeah. Okay. So she is dreaming that Glenn is there with her. But he is in the bedroom still. Yeah. Awake at that point. And she can hear him in that. Can I just say I love both of those theories you just threw out there? But what I think was happening is Wes Craven just wanted to trick you. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a complete misdirect about what's really happening. We want Wes to be smarter than he is. Yes. You give him a lot of credit on these two movies. We're like but... English teachers and they delve into... Just yes. a little bit of description. Yeah. Why were the curtains blue? Yeah. Because he just likes blue. Because that's... they represent <laughs> the pain that he lost his fin yeah. in the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not because that's just the first color that came to his head when he was writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm right, Andrew. Oh, and you're wrong. You know what? I'm not going to argue with you. Because <laughs> I like it better than what I think it is. That's so. fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Nancy turns the corner and there's like two or three back gates and then she's at the police department. I'm not sure how their neighborhood is set up. It is, yeah. But there's like a door in a fence with a broken window for whatever reason. A yeah. shattered glass window. Again, the, Freddy's nightmares get better over time. <laughs> this was really a... He's still getting used to uh, making nightmares because he just basically he recreated everything normally except the boiler room. <laughs> So this door in this fence leads to the police station and Nancy runs across and is going to talk to Rod through the window and she looks down and sees Rod asleep Mm -hmm. and then sees Freddy burst into his room. 
And then it's funny to me, though, in this scene, because Freddy bursts through the door where the cell is, but then walks through the bars of the yeah. cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. Consistency. What? Wes Craven. Why? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Probably, you know, if I had to guess, uh, didn't have enough budget to do that special effect <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, Robert, if you could open the door, then pretend like you're walking through these bars. That'd be perfect. <laughs> so this is when Freddie starts to wrap up the sheet around Rod's neck mm-hmm. to make it look like he's hanging himself and Nancy's watching the whole thing and is obviously getting upset and is yelling to Glenn to wake her up. But again, Glenn is useless. Yes, and absolutely. does not wake her up. Mm-hmm. But she does have, like, an alarm set. So she's able to get herself back out of this when her watch goes off. Thank God. Because she knew she couldn't rely on Glenn. No, I get it. She tried. Just look at him. Didn't work. No, (laughs) didn't work at all. So she wakes up, and they know that they need to go to the police station because she has this terrible feeling that something is happening to Rod. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't actually start happening to Rod until Nancy gets there in person. Yes. Because as Nancy is yelling at Garcia, who's the cop behind the desk, and mm-hmm. saying, we have to go check on him, we see the rope coming up around his neck, and that's when it's happening. So now we're in Rod's dream. But yes. Rod's not seeing Freddy. It's mm-hmm. just happening to him. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I also want to point out um, two things. Poor Marge is not getting any sleep. She is constantly having to check on her asshole daughter, who is going through it. But secondly, why is Rod sleeping in that leather jacket? <laughs> <laughs> he is just too fucking cool for school. He has got to sleep He's in boy. his jacket. Yeah, like my leather jacket in my dirty hands. <laughs> in my my bloody hands. <laughs> It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, I'm cold, but. He has a blanket over him. I'm just saying. My favorite thing about Rod's death is that somehow he is choked to death instantaneously. Like dead. <laughs> turned yellow. Yeah, like turned just... like he had been Blue. dead for hours. Yeah. The literal second the sheet wraps fully around his neck <laughs> and he, his head kind of drifts, yeah. they burst in the room and cut him down. Like, yeah. The literal second he yeah. stops breathing, they cut him down, and somehow he is just dead as a doornail. Yeah. I mean, blood gone from the face, just grayed everything. <laughs> and, like, unless that very slow rope was supposed to have snapped his neck somehow, yeah, I don't understand. I'm not getting it either. How Rod um. is dead. But also, her cop father, Nancy's <laughs> cop father, cuts Rod down and puts his dead head in her lap. Yes. To feel for his pulse. Hold your dead friend. <laughs> Here's his head. And Here what's even go, more sweetie. fun is he sticks his thumb on his esophagus and said, whoop, he's dead. <laughs> I don't feel any pulse. I don't feel no, not one heartbeat on this throat here. <laughs> oh. Let's see, the backstory is that Rod was just unconscious and they went ahead and embalmed him and he died. <laughs> he died. 
anyway, yeah. Here, hold hold your best friend's dead body. So strange. So the next scene is them at Rod's funeral, where Nancy's wearing a bright blue dress with polka dots. So she's Such very a strange much outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Does not go with anybody else's. The, I will say the only other oddity is whatever Rod's dad is with that fucking yes. hair. <laughs> He looks terrible. Oh my God. I was like, what fucking Elvis impersonator job they pull this actor from? It was the wildest shit. Also, um, no one had a fucking funeral for Tina. No. <laughs> that shitty mama hers just cremated her and like threw her in the basement. I, I had mean... that thought when we got to Rod's funeral too. I was like, why do we see them at Rod's? The accused yeah. murderers. Yeah. funeral and not tina's funeral yeah they you just know. didn't want to come back from vegas no i don't have time for this <laughs> poor tina she really had it bad um so nancy's parents are arguing again about what the best thing to do with her after the funeral is and her mom says i'm gonna get her some help but before <laughs> they get in the car to go nancy starts describing what she's been seeing and how she kind of knows who this is and then her parents exchange this knowing glance, mm-hmm. but still put her in the car and take her to a crazy factory. <laughs> it was a sleep study. Was, yeah. Not a crazy factory. <laughs> it's a sleep study. <laughs> Fucking people with that sleep apnea. <laughs> Lunatics. But they still let her. Her mom is still completely convinced that what she needs is sleep. I just love the fact. That, first of all, I love the name. Um, <laughs> Crazy factory. I love that you were. You immediately were like, "Oh, they t- what is this crazy place?" <laughs> uh, yes, said on the sign. It was like oh, Center God. for Sleep Disorders. I mean, AKA Looney Bin. <laughs> and then also, it is funny that Nancy's mom's just like. Look, if she would just sleep, she'd be fine. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> but, <laughs> listen, I've had a sleep study. I've gone through this situation. Ugh, crazy? <laughs> you the fucking crazy lunatic. <laughs> Do you have to go to the crazy factory? <laughs> but, for the life of me, I never... <laughs> when I was watching this, I swear to you, I do not remember them putting a lead on my chin. <laughs> when they... When that nurse stripped, strapped that thing to her chin, I was like, that's very what interesting. What what are we monitoring here? We're, we're testing how tight you clench your jaw. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be reasonable about it. I was like, did I? I don't think so. But okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, so we're at the quote unquote crazy factory where all you fucking uh, <laughs> abnoids go. Abnoids. <laughs> I don't know why you guys don't just get some sleep. Yeah, just go to sleep. <laughs> That's your problem. Who cares if you yeah. stop breathing? <laughs> Gotta be Sigmund Freud to figure this one out. Yeah. Just, uh, there's so... She's so convinced that if she would just sleep, everything would be fine. Even after the next scene where Nancy's all strapped up and she's talking to the scientist... And you can see that Nancy starts dreaming and terrible things start happening. His numbers start going off the chart. Whatever those numbers mean. Apparently, you can measure dreams by numbers. I got to tell you, I 
I rewound it because I was because he said I these numbers are going crazy. They were the exact same numbers from the shot before. <laughs> they <laughs> did not change. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, how we all read binary in a sleep study. Um. <laughs> so, like, obviously something is happening. So they run in and wake her up. And she has pulled Freddie's hat off of his head and has pulled it into the real world with her. Yes. And no one else finds this odd. Th- that was my note. Yes. <laughs> I wrote down, where do you think she got this hat? <laughs> She's yeah. keeping it in her vagina. Yeah. She's, you know, in, she's in a hospital gown. You know, first off, skipping what Marge thinks, this is a sleep research facility. You would think they would want to do a lot more research about where that fucking hat came from. You know, it's got a follow up appointment scheduled. Yeah. You know, maybe you shouldn't take her home. This is not something we've seen exactly before. She's uh, she's making hats apparate from <laughs> nothingness. Her dreams is very interesting. We're going to want to look into that. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. So so mom and Nancy leave this clinic. Still mm. entirely convinced that all Nancy needs is a good night's sleep. Just, just feels in her bones. Despite seeing <laughs> that Nancy can pull animate objects out of her. Dreams. Dreams. Not not a vagina. <laughs> um, I also just want to point out that Marge, without hesitation, just lights her up a fucking cigarette in that fucking room with yes. that doctor. <laughs> I love watching people in the 80s light up cigarettes just I love it. anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> just anywhere. The hospital. And she's just flicking the ash on the ground. <laughs> just fuck it. Somebody's going to clean it up. <laughs> Who cares? So... Nancy comes downstairs in the morning after yet again not sleeping all night. Well, after when they get home, she sees that all the the windows have been barred up. Has that happened yet? I think that might come later. I don't know what's happened yet. Oh, I think she goes off. I apologize. Yeah, and that's where she mini palm trees (laughs) of Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, God, you just, you just really I'm threw so everything sorry. off. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're you so said wrong. She, she came home. She came downstairs. Yes, from after the sleep clinic when she's got the hat and she's got the hat in her hand and she's like questioning her mom again. She's like, "Who is this person? You know his name. It's it obvious." Says it right here, Fred Krueger. In his hat. And can we just appreciate the '80s where everyone wrote their name <laughs> all over everything? That seems dated even for the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and also the term Fred Krueger just does not roll well. Doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> does not. But then, if your name was Fred and people called you Freddie, would you write Freddie on official stuff? Like your, is, like, yeah. a hat? <laughs> like your hat? Like your hat? This is an official. You hat. know, like your birth certificate. Uh... I'm putting my my legal name <laughs> on this official hat. Frederick I, I mean, it's interesting. J. Kruger. People call me Jilly. I've never once written that down, though, when self-identifying. I've never shit on nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, I didn't realize you were a member of the mafia. <laughs> shit I don't write nothing, nothing. down. <laughs> so Nancy's mom finally decides to be honest 
with Nancy. After, I can't remember why, slapping the shit out of her. Because Nancy tells her to have a drink or something like that. (laughs) Nancy calls her out about the alcohol. (laughs) So, Nancy's mom slaps the shit out of her 15-year-old daughter after everything she's been through in the past few days. Yeah. Just to really cap it off. But Nancy's mom takes her... No, this is not yet. Not yet. I was about to say... You're right. Nancy's mom... Marge finally gives her the slap. And then that's when she... And Glenn go to California for the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Walk across what I think is the same bridge from Californication. It looks oh, yes, like the same yes. conversation bridge. <laughs> um, and Nancy, Glenn is just like living his best life with his burger. Just doesn't give a shit about anything. Glenn is going through a completely different <laughs> situation than Nancy. And Nancy is reading a book on booby traps. I... I forget that that's an element in this, yeah. and Every I laughed time. out loud oh when I saw God. it. <laughs> Every time I forget that it's a thing. Yeah. Um, and Glenn is basically like, "What's the matter? I don't know, why is all this stuff going on with you? It's not going on with me." Yeah. And he's talking about dreams and how, I guess, people in Japan, I think, is what he references, figured out that they could just wake themselves up from dreams and things like that. Yeah, Glenn gets real philosophical out of nowhere. He does while he eats his burger seemingly unbothered by yes. the rest of life. So Nancy goes home from her hangout with Glenn with her booby trap book. And that's when she comes home and sees the bars all over the windows and doors of her house. Yeah. Because. Like it's Compton. Why? Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't really. So look. we're still in California. Yeah, we're still there. <laughs> right after Heather, or sorry, Nancy walks in, her mom makes like the most dramatic entrance. <laughs> dramatic. That she, made like, my fucking day. Risky business slides in <laughs> with a cigarette, and a... cigarette bottle of gin, <laughs> and says, "I gotta tell you." Something. She just continues to float for the rest of the movie. She really does. In and out of scenes. She was definitely in a different movie that scene (laughs) it was incredible though so she takes nancy down to the basement after nancy's like hey what the hell are all these bars all over the windows and doors and she's like let (laughs) me take you to the cellar and tell you and can i just say the first time i watched this movie i was like oh shit this is a dream there's bars on the doors and windows and she's taking her down to the cellar like good point definitely thought it was gonna be a dream Mm -hmm. turns out it's not nope nope her mom takes her downstairs to their personal furnace and their personal furnace like pulls that. out yep. <laughs> Freddie's glove, which she's just been keeping all, for all these years. <laughs> I have a question when we get there. Mm-hmm. So Nancy's mom tells her that she knows who Freddie is, and Fred Krueger is a child murderer mm-hmm. from their neighborhood who yep. murdered, she says, 20. 20. That. 20, 20 children. neighborhood children. Holy I, shit. I want to analyze it a little more. Neighborhood. Not yes. town or city, but 20 kids in our neighborhood. Holy shit. That's a lot of kids in a that small good. radius. How did it take him them this long to find him? 20 kids? Better question. How are there teenagers now? Okay, so... yeah. <laughs> all the kids are dead that's yeah. part of my question 
was she tells her we burned him alive, whatever, we killed him, we got rid of him because he got off because of a technicality in the case and walked free. So all of the parents, and she says all of us parents mm-hmm. tracked him down and burned him alive. So, so how old was Nancy when all of this happened? When Fred Krueger died. Because mm-hmm. Nancy is their only kid. Did Well, did she have a sibling? Perhaps. Maybe. You never know. Uh, again, that would have made a more interesting story if there was a dead sibling that Fred Krueger killed. Because her know mom why I'm says Fred now, <laughs> being very formal about yeah, it, very official. <laughs> yeah. Her mom says all of us parents, which would imply that she was already a parent at the time when this happened. Yes. So it would imply that this has happened in Nancy's lifetime. Mm-hmm. So how long has Freddie been dead, and how long has he been a sleep demon? And why is he just now infiltrating their dreams? Yeah. This is a fair question. So I'm curious about the timeline. Hmm. Is anyone else? I can tell you who wasn't. Wes Craven. (laughs) (laughs) I I was less concerned about the timeline. uh, More so about how he became a sleep demon. Well, if you watch the masterpiece that is Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, it is uh, explained a bit. How is it? Uh, In the sense of he's getting burned and three worms come out and say, hey, do you want to be a demon? He's like, yeah. That's how Freddy became (laughs) Freddy Krueger. So as, I mean, if you think about it, Hmm. when good people die, sometimes they become angels or guardian angels and mythology and things like that so mm-hmm. he is a bad person so as he died he became a demon which yeah <laughs> maybe this answers my question from earlier on which is why doesn't he murder little kids anymore and is he coming specifically after these teenagers to get revenge on their parents for burning him alive mm-hmm. that would make mm-hmm. more sense you and should. i think they touch on that in the remake of Nightmare, which is I did not a terrible watch it. movie. Oh, it's, don't waste your time, please. <laughs> I don't wish that upon anyone. I saw like a clip of the non-Robert England Freddy and was like, nope. Oh, I gotta tell you, one of the very few characters in the world that everybody consecutively said, no, no one else should play that. <laughs> Just that shouldn't be played by another actor at all. Can't do it. No, no, no. Hated it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, yeah, first of all, so Marge's kept the murder evidence for years. Um, (laughs) Why the fuck did she keep that? Yeah, because that killed at least 20 kids, right? I mean, that was a murder weapon of his. Absolutely horrifying. mm -hmm. I'm going to keep that as a memento. (laughs) And Marge, of all people, (laughs) why was Marge the one? Oh man! Also, who went into the ashes of this boiler fire and mm-hmm. collected them? Oh, the lawyers got fat and the judges got famous. Mm-hmm. That southern accent really peaks back in in this scene. I, the Mama's killing forty fat. baby. <laughs> judges got famous. Oh yeah, very interesting I'm, scene. I'm interested in the timeline. I I agree with you. I. I I am very interested to know when this all happened. Uh, Because if Nancy's 16, I would imagine she'd have to be a baby. So 16 years ago. So he waited 16 years 
Because really, it seems a lot easier just to kill a baby in their sleep. I'm saying yeah. that yeah. Nancy had an older sibling. They killed it. That created marital strife between her. I thought you were about to say Meryl Streep. <laughs> that created Meryl Streep. <laughs> she went on to win <laughs> three Oscars. Oscars. <laughs> and Heather Langenkamp did ten more of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> and stayed lifelong friends with her movie dad. With her movie dad, John Saxton. <laughs> okay, where are we at? Oh, so yeah, she, sorry. We... You were saying marital strife. No, that doesn't yes. matter. So okay. she kept the claws, and then what happened? Then Nancy comes up with her whole plan because she's figured out that she can pull things out of her dream. Because she pulled the hat out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So through all the bars, she's on the phone with Glenn. Yes. And she has this whole plan mm-hmm. where in the next 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <The 20 laughs> Sorry, we're not there quite yet. God, she has a whole plan to mm-hmm. bring Freddy into the real world and to trap him and kill him in the real world because she figures out she can't hurt him in the dream world. Mm-hmm. So she's going to hurt him in the real world. So now that she's figured out she can pull things out, that's part of her plan. But she needs Glenn to be there to whack him. When yeah. she gets out of the dream. Whack and Glenn is like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. Get a baseball bat or something. You're, you're a jock. Get a baseball she's bat. She's like, do something. Stop being so fucking useless. Again, all Nancy the time. putting a lot of faith in Glenn, which we've seen utterly useless. And then we get to meet Glenn's even more useless parents. Such a strange two people. <laughs> who just make everything significantly worse because... Glenn's dad is convinced that Nancy's a bad influence, and her mom's like, she's been through a lot yeah. in the last few days. She's just a kid. Mm-hmm. But he's outside on his porch just staring through this 15-year-old's window, drinking a beer, <laughs> and is like, I have a problem with her. I hate this bitch. And his wife is like, uh, <laughs> I think you're the problem. He's you're real sh- pissed about the bars on the window. <laughs> he's he's obviously the head of the Homeowner Association. <laughs> <laughs> Which they set up after 20 of the children in the neighborhood died. <laughs> uh, the fees are going to go up next year. Ooh, guys, we really need to get an organization going here. <laughs> Which were obviously Nancy's choice. Like, Yeah. <laughs> well, that girl's crazy. Oh. She put bars all over her house. That crazy 16-year-old. <laughs> Forget Marge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, once again... Nancy makes Glenn promise that he won't fall asleep and that at midnight they're going to meet up and he's going to come over and she's going to go to sleep and she's going to do her whole thing. And then Glenn's useless ass falls asleep. Yet again. Once again. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously when Glenn falls asleep, he's created by sleep demon Freddy and has (laughs) the most horrific death. Just like... Not really sure what happens. Apparently, Glenn has more blood than any human being <laughs> has ever had in the entire world. Because a fountain of blood shoots up out of his bed for like 30 minutes. After he's sucked into his bed. <laughs> yes. Gets sucked into his bed. And what's even wilder is his mother finds him with the blood still shooting up to the ceiling. Still the fountain just going. Yeah, just old bloody faithful. <laughs> like like that woman's she definitely went to the crazy factory after that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's a terrible thing to see. 
She's not coming uh, back from that. <laughs> now, before that happened, though, that the twenty-minute montage scene was before Glenn got killed in his bed. No, that happens when she calls her dad and says, "Meet me in twenty minutes." Yeah, <laughs> that happens after she sees all the police going to Glenn's house. Okay, you're wrong, Bill. <laughs> no, because she. Has a 20 minute plan and then calls Glenn. And then we see the 20 minute plan and then Glenn dies. No, she has that conversation with her dad. She says in 20 minutes. Oh. Well, come bust I mean, down really. the door. Yeah, come bust down the door. Because <laughs> remember, and this is my favorite Marge scene Nancy sees the police, runs downstairs, tries to get out, and Marge goes, Locked, locked. locked. <laughs> oh, what the fuck, Marge? Yes. It's like, and then she's like, see, I don't have the key. It's like, mom, get your shit together. Okay, well, maybe I'm confused with the timeline. When does she pull the brewing pot of coffee out from underneath her bed? <laughs> oh. That's when she's talking to Glenn. Yeah, that's when she's okay. talking to Glenn. <laughs> Like <laughs> a fully brewed <laughs> pot of coffee. Like you, you can't uh, sneak that. No. Your whole, like your whole house smells like coffee when you brew a pot of exactly. coffee. Exactly. <laughs> it would smell so strong. Well, you know, Marge has been smoking and drinking all day. You know, Marge doesn't it, smell anything. It no. wasn't even like just the pot. It was the whole coffee maker <laughs> underneath her, but like actively brewing a 1980s giant coffee maker too. <laughs> like a huge actively one. brewing a pot of coffee. We underneath were joking. Her like her next move is going to be to go open our closet doors, and there's a barista back there, <laughs> just a full espresso machine with the steam sheeting out of it. What can I get for you, Miss? Yeah, how can I help you? But. Yeah, poor Marge. All she smells is uh, Marlboros and uh, yeah. the sweet pine of gin. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. So Nancy helplessly watches from her bars as she knows something terrible is happening to Glenn. She sees all the police cars pull up. She knows he's dead. So she calls Glenn's house from her downstairs phone because her upstairs phone is, she ripped it out of the wall and yes. tore the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She After tells she her licked in the mouth by her phone. Yes. yes. Well, she tears it from the wall and then it rings, which is ominous. Yes. And then <laughs> and then she answers it and gets tongue tongue. Which back. is interesting she... because she's not dreaming. No. So No. Is she just has she entered enough of a state of psychosis from not sleeping that Freddie's able to like kind of get into her craziness? Hmm. Because he's able to lick her while she's question. awake. I do. What I do love about that is that the bottom half of the phone just turns to like a Freddy mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. Always with the licking. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Because Freddy, she's not asleep, obviously. Yeah. Wes Craven, what you doing, man? <laughs> but we have seen... That Freddy can hurt people while he's in other people's dreams, too. So is it because mm. Glenn's asleep? I don't know. Or is it because she's just like, her brain is just mush at this point. So Freddy's just that able to That makes more sense. In. I mean, it's been a minute since she actually went to sleep. 
You know, maybe her mother's onto something. Maybe she just went to sleep. <laughs> um, so she calls her dad over at Glenn's house and says, in 20 minutes, I need you to bust down the door. So her dad's over there because it's a crime scene. Cause I'm sorry, I it, glossed over your favorite quote. Yes. <laughs> so Glenn was obviously uh, Vitamixed inside yes. of his bed <laughs> and dumped out into the, uh, into the uh, ceiling. Um, and the... Which the police are not talking about enough, I gotta well, say. Well, they mentioned Pat. So the police show up and the ambulances and they're like rolling a stretcher in and one of the cops goes, you don't need a stretcher, you need a mop. <laughs> And I was like, that's some insensitive shit that's right some there. old shit. <laughs> Horribly insensitive. You need a mop. <laughs> I was like, damn. I have that that's quote, rough. too. That's rough. <laughs> you need a mop. You need just a, mop. a terrible thing to say. You have to just ring them out into a casket. <laughs> My other favorite line from that was, the medical examiner's been thrown up for the past four hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, that was the height of terrible that this guy saw. So, Nancy calls her dad while he's over at Glenn's and says, in 20 minutes, I need you to come bust down the door because I've got the guy who did this. And he says, just tell me who did it. I'll go get him. (laughs) Uh And she goes, it was Fred Krueger. And he's like, "Mm, you're fucking crazy. Oh, boy. But whatever, I'll be there. back to that sleep clinic. (laughs) So he sends his most competent officer out into the front yard to watch Nancy's house. (laughs) But my favorite part about this is Nancy says, in 20 minutes, and then proceeds to build the most complicated. <laughs> she, she the most intricately planned. Just Vietnam-esque. She, she builds every one of Kevin McAllister's <laughs> best booby traps. Uh, I did write down, I said this is the home alone section of this yes. movie. We said get fucked, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> I did this shit in 20 minutes. Because she then oh. looks at her clock and has 10 minutes to spare. And then they have a conversation with her mom. Yeah. Yeah. She did all that in 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Because that conversation lasted longer than the booby trap setting up. She's like strapping hammers to the ceiling and screwing. She emptied out like 35 (laughs) shotgun shells. Puts gunpowder in light bulbs. She filed a... An, in, like a very delicate hole into a light. Like, you know how hard it would be to get a hole into a light into an old school GE light bulb. <laughs> Give me a break. Not for Nancy. No, Nancy handled that. Nancy's shit. a fucking war criminal. Golly. In ten minutes. <laughs> no, probably five because she had a five minute conversation with her mom and then still had the ten minutes. It must have That's been a I mean. really helpful book. Yeah. She and she retains like nobody's business. She was there. <laughs> she read that book once <laughs> and like planned a path she was gonna take Freddie on. What I'm gonna do? Lock him in my room. <laughs> drilled a lock on the door. That she was just, another thing. Yes, she did full on <laughs> drill a lock. Super impressive. So then she sets her timer, gets in bed. Which you gotta appreciate that Marge didn't care about any of it. <laughs> she, I thought she was asleep, but nope. She goes in there and Marge's still awake. Just you know, ginned up. Just being super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so she lets herself fall asleep and start dreaming. And then she, I can't remember how they get to this point, but they're wrestling around in the rose bushes. 
<laughs> oh, she starts by going downstairs into the cellar. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And then all of a sudden, her cellar has an extra door, which yes. leads down into a boiler room. Because we've always got to go back to the boiler Welcome room. Welcome back. Yes. Which there are like 17 different sets of stairs in this boiler room. I noticed mm-hmm. there's like the first set of stairs going down, and then there's a spiral staircase. And then Tina's there in her bloodbath again. Yep. <laughs> and like worms at her feet? Don't know what that is. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so then she sees, she's looking for Freddy. She's like actively looking for him because mm-hmm. she's planning to pull him out and she sees that she's running out of time. And so she like jumps down away from him and ends up jumping into her own front yard and landing in all of the, her like broken rose bushes from the trellis that her mom tore down. Because mm-hmm. I guess her mom was afraid that Freddy Krueger was going to climb the trellis yeah. to get to her uh-huh. instead of just coming through her dreams. <laughs> Destroyed years of work <laughs> from that rose bush. <laughs> so she ends up in the rose bush and Freddy jumps out of the rose bushes and this scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. <laughs> Like, there were a couple of times when watching this for the first time that I actually let out legit screams, and this was one of them. Okay. I distinctly remember. Um, And so she ends up tackling him into the roses, and then wakes up in her bed, and she's brought all of the roses and the trellis out of her dream and into her bed in real life. Mm -hmm. But it seems like she was unsuccessful in getting Freddie out, so she's like... Didn't quite get Freddy. She wakes up all disappointed, sits on the edge of her bed, and is upset about not getting Freddy out. And this is another time when I let out a blood-curdling scream. <laughs> the first time I saw this movie. Because we realized she did get Freddy out, and he jumps up from behind her bed and tackles her. And she runs out and proceeds the Home Alone burglar <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Of the movie. Which is just so funny, just watching Freddy Krueger get his ass kicked by all of these by movie the... traps. I gotta say, when the sledgehammer hit him, I did laugh out loud. <laughs> I don't know why. He did go like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me think, he can feel pain. Yeah. But that's because he's... He's in the real world He's now. in the real world. Yeah. He's like, oh! He's like, oh! <laughs> then proceeds to tumble down the stairs. Yeah. It's quite an entertaining thing. He segment. goes real slapstick here in the, he really does. in the climax. Nancy is busting out the window and screaming to this officer across the street, our oh most competent God. officer, saying, get my dad, get my dad, he's here, I've got him, he's in the house, and the officer mm-hmm. just stares back at her like, He said, huh. it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? It's okay. She's busting all the windows out of her house from the inside. There's a problem in the house, sir. She's not freaking out about you. So Freddie's chasing her around the living room. She's hitting him with booby trap after booby trap. And she's busting out these windows. And then finally she busts out the living room window, screams to this guy again. And he says, huh, maybe I should get the lieutenant. And it this seems cr- serious now. <laughs> At this point, Nancy's given up on him, I'm pretty sure, and mm-hmm. takes Freddie down to the cellar where she makes the absolute genius move, in my opinion, mm-hmm. which is setting a fire inside the house that she's locked in. Absolutely. Brilliant. <laughs> she douses <laughs> Freddie and her basement in mm-hmm. gasoline and then sets them on fire. Lights a whole matchbook up. 
And to reiterate, she cannot get out of this house. She nope. is trapped. Mm -hmm. So she runs back up the stairs and should be dead from smoke inhalation alone. Um, immediately, yes. <laughs> Has no concern for getting her mom out of the house that no. she's just set on fire. Poor, yeah. And locked. Mm -hmm. And so her genius officer friend finally gets the dad. They come over and break down the door. And she meets them in the foyer. But Freddy's nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's just, he was this burning man. And he gets pretty far completely on goes fire. All the way upstairs. Yeah. He goes huh. up the basement stairs. He takes a lap around the living room. Then all the way upstairs. Yep. And it occurs to Nancy, oh, my mom is still in the house oh, with yeah. me. Maybe I should have <laughs> thought that through. Oh, Marge. <laughs> so she and her dad run upstairs to see Freddy on this fire. This part is so <laughs> bananas. It me. is a really weird part. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> Just like airplane choking out the mom. Yeah. <laughs> he's on fire, choking out the mom. And then the dad jumps on Freddy Krueger with a sheet, puts him out, mm -hmm. rips the sheet off, and the mom's there like... Marge is a skeleton. She's burnt to a crisp. She's a skeleton already. <laughs> she gives like a Terminator 2 thumbs up. But she sinks into her bed. <laughs> In, into like this blue poltergeist light. Yeah. And like then a the casket's bed, being lowered. Like poor Marge. <laughs> what the fuck? But I was like, this isn't a dream. It's no. Not a dream. What is happening to Marge? <laughs> what is this newfound Freddy power? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No idea what that was. No. And then the bed just is fine. Yeah, my note was, what is uh, Nancy's dad going to tell everybody about this? <laughs> well, guys, weirdest thing. <laughs> my wife. My favorite thing is Nancy looks at her dad and goes, go downstairs. I'll be down in a minute. And after what he's just seen, he goes, okay. Yeah. All right. You're right there. He has no qualms with leaving his daughter alone in this room where her mom has disappeared into oblivion. That's what I said. Yeah. Your wife just got ate by a bed. Maybe let's get out the house. Not to mention, you did put out a man and did not find him. <laughs> He's gone. He's the man body is gone. And you've accepted it to the point where you are just leaving your daughter up here alone. Yeah. What? No problems. And that's basically the end of the movie. There's like a well, another well. dream another sequence but okay i guess this is where it gets confusing because nancy it seems like everything's over and freddie's gone back to hell and taken her mom with him mm -hmm. and she turns to leave and then he starts to rise up out of the bed and she says freddie i know you're there mm -hmm. and just turned on nancy <laughs> <laughs> she kind of does what glenn tells her that she has to do at the earlier point in the movie where they're talking on the bridge when he says, you just have to tell yourself it's a dream and that's how you take all the power away from the monsters is that you tell yourself you're not afraid of them. You take all their power away, whatever. You so, turn your back on them. That's yeah. what it is. Yes. Yeah. So Nancy turns her back. Glenn would have tried that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really have a chance. No. Nancy turns her back on Freddie and says, I'm not afraid of you. This is over. I want my friends back. I want my mom back. All these things, and then goes to open the door to leave, and Freddie lunges at her, but then bleeps away in that 80s way. <laughs> that beautiful 80s <laughs> effects. <laughs> Where yes. he's just kind of deleted from the scene. <laughs> and then Nancy opens the door and goes out into a sunny day where her mom is there and all her friends are back. And so presumably, Nancy has won. She's defeated mm -hmm. Freddie. 
She took all his power away. Whatever. But there's fog everywhere, which mm-hmm. is a sign that something's not right. Not right. And then she gets into a car that Glenn is driving, and Rod and Tina are in the back seat, mm-hmm. and it's a convertible. And the top slams shut, and you can see it's red and green striped, like Freddie's sweater. And you're like, oh, shit. Yep. This is not the happy ending we thought it was. And yep. they start to realize that it's not the happy ending. And the car pulls away involuntarily. We pan to little girls jumping rope and singing the creepy <laughs> Freddy song. And then mom gets pulled through a window in the door. S- the tiny peephole window <laughs> in the door, which for some reason always creeped the shit out of me. Yeah. When I they pull it. that blow up doll through that. <laughs> <laughs> Written down. No, you did. Yes, I did. I didn't say blow up dog. The shit had a. It had the elbow it had crease. It doesn't like joint. Yeah. <laughs> it, every time now I see it, I'm just like, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> the special effects part blew up a blow up dog. Snapped it through the window. This is the last dime on that. that we got to have this delete, last shot. delete effect for Freddy. <laughs> So this is where the movie ends and leaves us questioning, did Nancy win after all? And apparently, I'm going to go ahead and say not. Seems like she didn't. Mm-mm. Because. There are 10 more movies. No. <laughs> she seems to be in whatever dead dream world that all the others are in now. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because in New Nightmare, the whole theory is that Freddie thinks he has to get by you because you were the first to defeat him as Nancy. It didn't seem like Nancy deleted him. But that's not nope. the first time Nancy comes back either. Spoiler no. alert. No, we get we get a lot of Nancy. So Nancy is clearly still alive because she makes it back for Dream Warriors. This is true. So this is a very confusing movie. Maybe she ending. just went back to sleep. But she's having a Freddie dream again. Yeah, I know, but... She didn't delete them all the way. Apparently not. <laughs> That's a good way. To, didn't quite delete all of it. <laughs> she didn't delete them all the way. So, what are your final thoughts about the end of the movie? Well, like my theories? Well, of course. Sure, yeah. I don't have any. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, my theory is, that Wes Craven doesn't know either. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I think he planned this out meticulously. And what I think happened is when Nancy went to sleep after she talked to her father, everything corresponding to the end of the movie is a dream. So she never pulls Freddie back into the real world. Never does. It's all part of the Freddie plan. Interesting. Even so though he's he not lets really himself get hurt. hit with a sledgehammer and blown up with a. <laughs> First, can I just say that if that lamp would have exploded, it would have created an explosion, not necessarily what happened. <laughs> that house would have been ablaze at that point. But anyway. There was a lot of gunpowder. Yeah, it was quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, so I think when Nancy went to sleep that final time, all this corresponding was that dream. So you think the movie just ends in Nancy's last dream? Nancy's last dream. And then... Uh, her mother does die. She wakes up and she says, I'm going to go to college, get me a degree in psychology, and I'm going to help some people at a crazy factory. I'm going to figure this shit out. Uh, 
I'm going to go to a crazy factory where a bunch of kids are that call themselves Dream Warriors. <laughs> and for me, that's that's Nightmare on Elm Street right there. Good enough. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Very good work. That is a movie. So now we have our awards, right? Yeah, it's award time. So let's jump through that. First and foremost, this dumb bitch. Jill, who is your this dumb bitch for this movie? My this dumb bitch goes to the one and only Glenn. <laughs> because Glenn Absolutely. does nothing right throughout the entire movie. From introduction mm-hmm. to like comforting Nancy after her friend dies to doing the one thing she asks him to do, which is to stay awake. He can't do any of it. And he's useless, and he dies, and he's just, he is the dumb bitch. Yeah. Absolute dumb bitch, that Glenn. All right, Blaine, you're this dumb bitch award. My dumb bitch award goes to Rob. Rod. Oh, Rod. 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 <laughs> Rod. Mm-hmm. Um, wash your hands. So his hygiene is really what throws you well, off. I mean, <laughs> if you ran, you know... If you're wanted for murder, wash the blood off Let's your hands. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> wash the blood you off. You know? Hey, there you go. I don't know. It's, I don't know why I bought it. It's murder 101. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> oh, all right. Andrew? <laughs> well, my this dumb bitch has to go to that police officer sitting outside of Nancy's house. That's, that's That couldn't a catch a fucking hint. <laughs> To get her father. Why is she breaking all the windows? Hey, it's going to be okay. Are you menstruating? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this this crazy chick's over here uh, menstruating. (laughs) So, good work. All right, what about creep show? Jill? My creep show moment is the tongue in the phone. Mm. Always. Gets you every time. Because it's just... It's gross. It's horrifying. It's gross. Why is there always a tongue in the phone? Mm-hmm. I hate it. It's just ugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Blaine, what about you? I, I didn't like when she pulled over uh, when Tina pulled his face off. I don't know why it bothered <laughs> me so much. I, you didn't like that, no? Anyway, it just slid off real nice, mm-hmm. real, real easy. Like <laughs> real easy pull for Tina. Real easy pull of the face. It made me think of like soggy skin, <laughs> you know, like a the best type like, of skin. Ugh. <laughs> All right, sorry, I, no, uh, that's fine. What about you, Andrew? My creep show has got to go. I still find it creepy. Is Tina dead in that bag uh, in the classroom? That's a really that's creepy. Pretty scene. creepy. Upright or when she's laying down? Upright. Okay. When she's laying down, it's just... It's kind of silly. It's kind of silly. Yeah. But I'll go with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then finally, this made the final cut. Jill? My this made the final cut is Rod's funeral. <laughs> Why does Rod get a funeral and not a, a Tina? A big thing, too. And also, my favorite quote from his funeral was when the preacher giving the eulogy says, well, live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a super insensitive thing to say at a funeral. Yep. Also, like, like what? Live by the sword. He apparently hung himself. It's not like he got stabbed. Right. What were, the, were they yeah. saying? Like, well, Rod was a bad guy and he died in a bad way. Yeah. Like, 
That's exactly what he was saying. What kind of eulogy is that? And also, like, there's this exchange between Rod's father and Nancy's father where, like, there's obviously some beef there, (laughs) but they don't explore it any further. Rod's father is just so terrible looking. The the weirdest looking dude. It's like a cigar store Indian fuck Ronald Reagan's ghost. (laughs) With a giant black wig on. It was so weird. It's very strange. So oh. I'm gonna I just go with Rod's funeral. Why? Yeah. Did we need that? Yeah. What about you, Blaine? I, the, the mannequin getting pulled through the window at the end. <laughs> like uh, you gotta uh, either speed it up to where we it's not so. Oh, obvious, I think they sped it up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, golly, you could see uh, the pins. The slightly elbow. better mannequin. It was terrible. Uh, it's a very interesting shot. <laughs> well, my, uh, this made the final cut. I've always said it. It's the part that I find the most silly in this movie. And it's when we first see Freddy and then he runs down the street with the boogly, <laughs> boogly, boogly, boogly. That always just cracks me up. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. It's like the jazz hands from Alien. It's oh. just. <laughs> it is the equivalent. It is. Yeah. It is the yeah. alien jazz hands. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. So, that's mine. All right. Well, why don't we get into these scores, huh? It's about that time. Okay. It is about that time. <laughs> uh, would you like to write them down? I don't have them in front of me. I got them. Oh, good. I was going to make that delete point anyway. Um, so, you want to do it? Yes. Okay. Yes, I <laughs> yeah. will. So, the first category we will be scoring is the scare factor, as always. So, Jill, how scary did you find this movie? I think this movie is a four on the scare scale. Oh, okay. Because I think it's pretty scary. There are good jump scares. It's also a terrifying concept. And I think this movie is hard to watch because just watching them try to stay awake makes me so sleepy. And uncomfortable. (laughs) When you think about it, like any other scary movie where they're like fighting a battle, sometimes they can find like temporary respite like resting somewhere and getting safe but like you literally can't sleep you can't do the one thing that your body needs to recover from all of these stressful (laughs) events because that's when the stressful events happen and you just so jill is scared of being sleepy deeply (laughs) it's a real thing i hate it's pretty bad i I just want to be asleep (laughs) what what always kills me about this movie now i've done an all-nighter in my time but God knows I couldn't do more than one. <laughs> there is no way no. on earth I could be up for more than 24 hours. No way. No. The worst feeling is needing to sleep and not mm-hmm. being able to. I think that's absolute torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So four. Andrew. Uh, I'm going to give this one. I'll give it a solid three. Um, the concept of it more so than anything. Because... Freddy Krueger, the whole idea of this is actually really good and frightening. Because if he is controlling your dream, you are then out of control. And like Jill was saying, everyone has to sleep. You can't just stay awake. So you, it's something you have to do. 
that takes you out of control, and then you're in the hands of Freddy. It's scary shit. Now, uh, I'm not so much a this movie creeps me out kind of person, but that doesn't mean I find it entertaining. But for scare factor, three. What did you just say? I'm sorry. (laughs) You do find it entertaining. Yes, I do find it entertaining. You said it doesn't creep me out, but I don't find it entertaining. I'm sorry. I do find it entertaining. I was... I'm sorry. I mean, you had a really weird tone. That would be <laughs> what you conveyed. Yeah, I am so sorry. But, you know, I, was, I didn't find it. I did remember we have an entertainment factor question. I was like, oh, I probably should have said yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> kind of, you jumped ship. Yeah, okay. I did. I did. It makes sense. I'm going to give it a three as well because it is a scary concept. Mm-hmm. I hate the idea of not being in control. And you're in his world when you go to sleep. And that's scary. <laughs> yep. And he just, you know, he just lops off his own fingers. <laughs> Cuts a damn hole in his that's, chest. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Even though Nancy found it hot, it's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nancy's mm-hmm. a freak. Oh, big time. So the next category is suspense. Jill, did you find this movie suspenseful? I would give this movie like a two for suspense. I don't think there's a lot of suspenseful parts in it mm-hmm. they figure out pretty quick what's going on yeah nancy catches on probably way faster than she should have yeah <laughs> uh, i mean real quick that's not the, where i would have immediately gone but no no i mean as the viewer you know what's going on the people the characters figure it out pretty quick mm-hmm. there's only a couple of like jump scare parts and i guess you could say it's building suspense every time he like scrapes his claws and you know he's there but you don't know where he is like i guess it's kind of suspenseful but yeah not really how i would not a on the edge of your seat type movie I yeah guess. wouldn't yeah. categorize it as an event okay. as a suspense two andrew i think two's a fair number yeah I, um you know we even when we don't know what's coming it uh, wasn't too suspenseful yeah even when we don't know we know <laughs> yeah you know right it's not, there's never a it's never a prolonged suspense, which is where the suspense score really goes up. Is where it's that slow, holy shit, what's gonna happen kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we have our plot slash characters. So this is where we're looking at you know the uniqueness of the plot and you know the development, the well-roundedness of the characters, um, how well things were written, really. Um, so Jill. Where you at on that one? I would give this a three. Alright. I think the plot is super original. But I don't think the characters are super original <laughs> or well developed. Alright. Okay. okay. Andrew. I'm gonna surprise you. For plot and characters, I'm gonna give this a four. I think this is an, and the only reason I probably didn't give it a five is because the characters are, you know. <laughs> They're pretty much uh, just a bunch of uh, overprivileged white kids getting murdered. Um, pretty basic. Yeah, pretty basic bitches. And uh, but to Wes Craven's credit, this this is a pretty interesting and original idea. So yeah, and that goes places. But as Not, far as plot, I will say we found some plot holes. Oh, for sure, which plot is the holes. Three that it got for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, plot holes. <laughs> yeah, I went with a three as well because it there were some points where, and that was. 
maybe if he would have had an unlimited budget, it would have been different. And I can he, agree. Yeah, he was just working with what he had. I'm sure he had to cut corners. I wonder what like his original script was like or his original screenplay. It would be interesting now. Um, Someone made a good point the other day, and not so much about Wes Craven, but they were saying that what people don't realize about George Lucas and what why George Lucas is so pissed at people that they didn't like his prequels is George Lucas was when he made the prequels was like this is the kind of sh- what I always wanted it to be like. The only reason I made those previous three of because my limitations. So really, George Lucas wanted it to be the essence of the prequels as opposed to the original Star Wars. So I think maybe sometimes budget budget might be good. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> I think it keeps people under control because if you've ever seen episodes one and two, this is a man out of control. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> out of control. <laughs> Absolute power. Yes. Just Emperor Palpatine himself. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I gave mine a three as well. Um, now, I have to disagree with you with the, uh, the privileged white kids. Privileged in the sense that they're white, but... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Tina's parents were definitely uh, pay rent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pay rent. They, yeah, they were upper echelon. And uh, no, no. Uh, Nancy's mom didn't seem to have it all together either. And Rod seemed like uh, a ne'er do well. <laughs> I'm not sure what Rod's parents were, but <laughs> they weren't normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nancy's mom is kind of that '80s mom, just stubborn alcoholic. Stubborn <laughs> You gotta go to sleep. Um, divorced. You know. Tina's mom, stop having dreams. Cut your fingernails. Cut your goddamn fingernails, bitch. <laughs> um, Alright, so next we got our acting category. So this is all about the actual performances themselves by all the performers i give this a three as well mm-hmm. and the reason that it gets a three is for robert england because it just carries this movie and this cast i think he's so great as this character yeah yeah all right well i'll i'll, I'll comment on that uh andrea <laughs> okay. you know i'm gonna be with jill I, i'm gonna give it a three i don't think anybody goes above and beyond as much as i love me some marge Robert England, <laughs> Robert England is just astounding. He he took this and ran with it in really good ways. So, yeah, I give it a three based on the strength of Robert England. I gave it a two. Oh, because I didn't think Robert England was that strong. England hater. I'm not an England hater, but he doesn't do anything really. He like how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't do much. No words. Okay. If we looked at his, like, how many lines he actually has, mm-hmm. was it like seven? Well, there was Tina. Then there was <laughs> the Tina Nancy. Whisper. Nancy. He basically just says people's names. <laughs> and then, uh, this is it's God. God. <laughs> this is God. Uh, what else we got? Which reminds me of these are not spirit fingers. <laughs> these are spirit, spirit fingers. fingers. Oh, from the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> um, 
let's see. Okay, so he's got those. Uh, so three lines? <laughs> well, look, it's not all about yeah, the Yeah, I overshot reads. it with seven. <laughs> Uh, he's got some more quips yeah. for sure. How he many... definitely makes grunts. He's, um, yeah. A lot yeah. of grunts. Laugh. Laugh or two. Uh... Okay, need I say more? I'm just saying, not all performances are in the, uh, the I'm not, lines. I'm not, I'm not saying that either, but... I mean, look at... The, the rest of the time, he's just kind of running around tackling people. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say... I don't know. Wonderful <laughs> acting performance. I don't think you're discounting his expressions and his general like creepy movements and stuff. Well, some of the movements weren't even him. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with the two. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna argue. Uh. Never talk to you again. But... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see a real good uh, non-verbal performance, uh, check out Jodie Foster and Nell. Because I don't believe she says a single audible word, but it's, but it's great nonetheless. Yay for Jody Fox. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Can I kiss you, sir? Um, Wait a second. So, <laughs> what was that from? That's just something that. It's an SNL character making fun of her. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Kate Never... McKinnon's uh, impersonation of Jody Foster. I thought there was a part in Sounds of the Lamp I didn't notice. She asked to kiss her boss. <laughs> May I kiss you, Mr. Jack? What's his name? <laughs> you sound like George W. I do. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we can't all be gifted in the field. <laughs> can, I, can I kiss you, man? <laughs> oh, shit. Can I kiss you, Mr. Jack? <laughs> Oh shit. Crawford. <laughs> Kiss you, Mr. Crawford. <laughs> Mr. Jack. <laughs> All right. Oh. So, our last scoring category is entertainment value. So, Jill, this is your movie. I know this is one of your favorite horror movies of all time. So, lay it on me. What's the, what's the entertainment value? I give it a five. Goddamn right. Not well. a shocker. Not a shocker <laughs> from you. Um, I love this movie. I, I think it's do. super entertaining. That, and it's got your you know, your all time sex symbol movie character. And that's gotta add to the value. Um mm-hmm. so okay, five. Big big props. Uh Andrew, entertainment value. I'm gonna give it a four. Cause I do enjoy the nightmare um set of movies. They are very entertaining. And this one was, you know, the OG. So, I think it's great. I'm very entertained every time I watch it. It's, you know. And I think I even like Marge more this time than any other time (laughs) I've seen it. You're a big fringe character. I love a good fringe character. Especially when it comes to a mom or an... (sighs) And especially one strong are... woman. I love a strong woman <laughs> in a movie. You love a strong, love a crazy woman. Yes, woman. I do. Just one I don't who... care if they're crazy, strong, uh, <laughs> just a batshit doctor in a turtleneck. I just <laughs> <Yes>. love it. <laughs> Get this uh, evil out of him. <laughs> this, I love her. <laughs> strong jaw, ladies. Strong. <laughs> um, love me a good. Strong, so, crazy, so son of a bitch. Four, very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I am gonna go with a three. 
it's it's a good movie. But you know, there's some there's some points where I'm like, meh. You know, but ah. You got beef. Let's explain your beef. <laughs> I mean, I don't got beef. <laughs> I don't got beef. It, it felt a little long. Wow. I feel like it could have been a little shorter. Huh. There were some points. <laughs> I think she was just kind of like sitting on her bed. I was like, oh, well, I don't need this. Let's speed it up a little bit. Hmm. But it's I'm going to say, I really feel like this movie speeds through, but that's just me. Well, I mean, it's faster than some movies. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, God. <laughs> Get back into this. Fair enough. I'm just messing. No, no, it's a solid movie. <laughs> I think a three is a solid score for me for horror movies. Um, but it's good. It's yeah. good. Especially okay. for the ones from the 80s. Yeah, um, so if, uh, if a human being, if you're talking to a human being and you mention this movie... And they were like, you know, I've never seen that. What you recommend? Uh, yeah, you gotta watch it. Okay. You have to. It's a classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because how iconic the character is. So you'd look them dead in the face and say, "You stupid bitch! What are you doing with your life?" I'd go. I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, well, honestly, but that sounds. I'd go like... watch it. It's a three. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's it's solid. You hey. gotta see it. It's three. You don't say. Well, I have a podcast, and I gave it a three of five. Three out of five. <laughs> Watch it, give it a listen, see what you think. Yeah. Listen to the entire two hours we talk about this hour and a half movie. Speaking of, maybe could have gone on a little less time. But yes. We did cut into the, the Ashton Kutcher podcast on that We one. did, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, what was punked? How'd that show become such a phenomenon back what was that early 2000s yeah Way yeah ago, ashton and who told him he was cool enough to do that yeah <laughs> fuck with all these famous people i mean he made a shitload of movies really really bad ones but he made a shitload of them yeah uh, by the way if ugh. if we're doing a butterfly effect remember that one Unfortunately, I remember going to the movie theater oh, with well. a guy I was dating, and we uh, saw. I have tried to sit through Butterfly Effect at least four times, and have never once gotten uh, through the whole thing. There's no need. <laughs> uh, you can miss that one. It's not exactly great. I heard he went real method with his Steve Jobs oh, performance mm. and ate only fruit like Steve Jobs. He ended up in the hospital. Ended up in the hospital, <laughs> and I was like. That's got to suck when you go method for yeah. a shitty movie. Yeah. <laughs> when you really commit. And then uh, Christian Bale plays the same character way better than you like a year later. I was Chris. Wait. When does Christian You mean Ma- Michael Fassbender? Was it Michael Fassbender? Yeah. It was Fassbender. Okay. Although Bale could have done it. He could have done it. Either way. way. But I, I And you know, in his mind, he was like, this is gonna win me the Oscar. I got it. <laughs> this, I, this is in the bag. I got it. I'm gonna play the shit out of it. Well, again, tune in next week for uh, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher's Kutcher's. Um, <laughs> 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 the podcast where we dissect every element of Ashton Kutcher's life. We'll be going through all Ashton Kutcher's movies. <laughs> to TV find out shows. if he ever bathes his kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next week. Yeah. We'll... How stinky are they? <laughs> The Kutcher Kunis kids. 
we're going to have on every uh, actor from that 70s show because they're not doing much these days. And <laughs> <laughs> one of them, I think, might be in jail for uh, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> also a Scientologist. Explains <laughs> Enough <lot>. said. Enough <laughs> said. All right, well, for a total score of 46, that's a not... Uh, that's not nothing to sneeze at. No, it's a really good score, actually. A solid score. Um, that wraps up our breakdown, our review, and our thoughts on A Nightmare Before Elm Street, the original. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, Jack Skellington claws his victims to Wait, death. did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> Let's start again. Uh, <laughs> Freddy Krueger and Boogie Woogie. Boogie Oogie? Oogie Woogie. Boogie Boogie. Boogie. Boogie, man. Boogie. I'm, I'm all fucked up. It's Oogie Boogie. Fuck. <laughs> it's that beer I drink. We threw you off with the Ashton Kutcher Yeah, I got really thrown off. Anyways. That's the next podcast we're doing today. <laughs> that wrapped up A Nightmare on Elm Street. I think you're emphasizing on a little too hard. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeesh. Anyways. Just end it. <laughs> Judgment. All right, we'll be doing. Uh, we'll see how this one fares against Let Me In, uh, which oh. is the movie it is up against in this week's bracket. Mm-hmm. So, tune in next time, and we will break that movie down and see which one goes forward in the tournament. And that is all for tonight. So, this has been Judgment. Judgment. And that concludes our judgments on A Nightmare on Elm Street. Tune in next week for the conclusion to this battle with Let Me In. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. See you next week.